From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we have a new Indie Direct to talk about, and Mario Golf gets renewed with some DLC. I played God, and it was relaxing. I'm ripe for revenge. like it makes it me think you're like you're a grape or something which could be, revenge i'm a banana here. could be reference oh yeah i would say reference another thing from later welcome I'm to a banana. welcome to nintendo main podcast episode 283 your place to hear nintendo fans talk about new indie direct like we will in this one which we'll talk about that in the second half but we're going to start off our show like we normally do and talk about games that we've been playing and games that we bought we originally wanted to have a friend and frequent guest of the show six come on here to talk about pokemon unite but they were not available on the time slot so they sent us a nice message about the game so i think i'm gonna play it right now and you guys can hear it so here we go hello domainers this is six detmar occasional guest and fellow podcaster I wish I could be here in person, but sadly, work schedules and time zones conspire to make me unavailable. However, when I heard this episode was going to be about Pokemon Unite, I couldn't help myself. I needed to throw my two cents in. I've loved Pokemon since Red and Blue, and have an intense love-hate relationship with MOBAs as well. Uh, I have thousands of hours in Dota, I host a Dota podcast, and I've played a ton of League of Legends, Heroes of the Storm, and other big games in the genre as well. Uh, as such, I'm here to tell you not to play those games. Just don't do it, gang. It's not worth it, especially when Pokemon Unite is right there. Uh, I'm sure Jeremy, John, and Trey have a lot to say about the game, and I don't want to step on any toes, so I'll keep it short. Unite captures the flow and fun of MOBAs while maintaining a careful balance between depth and accessibility, and does all of this with matches that are an extremely friendly 10 minutes or 5 for a quick match. I have played Dota matches that went over 2 hours. This time element is huge. The combat is fun, the match flow is good, and I like the character designs, by which I mean the moves and the way they've uh, given arsenals to these Pokemon, obviously. The Pokemon are just the Pokemon. Still great, though. It is not without its problems, though. I think the controls could use some tweaking. It's very difficult to attack your intended target in a big fight. Um, I think the last two minutes between the Zapdos buff and the point multiplier are way too decisive to the point that they can make the other eight minutes of the match completely irrelevant. Uh, the balance has issues, though they've done some patching. That seems like they're moving in the right direction. Uh, they really need to add more supports to the game. And also, if you're going to do this free-to-play model where you're making me pay for, you know, cosmetics and stuff, you need cosmetics that don't suck, because currently the cosmetics suck. Uh, but at the end of the day, 
I am really enjoying the game, and the future of it seems very bright. The last few times my friends have said to me, let's play Dota, I've said I'd really rather play Unite, and that's one of the highest compliments I could give. Uh, thanks for giving me this platform for my little rant. Uh, Six Detmar, Scanland Media, signing off. And there you go. That's uh, Thanks so much for sending us that, Six. Um, yeah, I- thank you. That was awesome. Uh, we did. We did actually. We didn't actually uh, base the episode around Pokemon Unite, but I knew that you were a big fan of it, so we were gonna just kind of pick your brain about it. But from what you've been saying about Pokemon Unite, it makes me want to try it. So it is free to play. So I don't know anything about MOBAs. I've never really played any MOBAs, so I don't know where to start. But I do actually. I have heard people talk very well of it, and it's interesting that you, that you want to play it more than other MOBAs. So I don't know. I am remembering now back in the day talking to six i mean this would have been six seven years ago at least at this point when they still worked here with me and in champagne but now i remember asking what's dota because they were talking about dota yeah dota and yeah that's the one I that's the one <laughs> i said i said league of legends and i guess i was right they did still play a lot of that but dota is the one that i heard the most about as far as when i asked it wasn't like they were just volunteering lots of dota info all the time but yeah i mean that's uh Thank you, thank you so much for for letting us know about Pokemon. You might no, I I, def, I definitely want to try it out now, and uh, yeah, I should just get, I should just give it a go. It's free. I just haven't done it because, like I said, I don't know anything about this games. But aside from six and a lot of other people talking very highly of it, I feel like I should probably try it out because so, I've seen other heard other convert other podcasts talk high high of it. So maybe it's worth fucking around with, especially for free, you know. So thank you so much for sending us that. Yeah, maybe we will have an episode about it in the future when we've actually tried it. <laughs> when we've all tried it. Well, I just, I, I just wanted to have Six on again, and I saw that they were playing a lot of games that I was interested in playing that I haven't played yet. So I was like, well, why don't you just come by and talk about them? Because I saw that they were playing, uh, you know, the world, the world ends with you, and mm. uh, and like Ace Chronicles and Unite and uh, stuff like that that I haven't played yet. And I was, it's always cool to have somebody else on that plays stuff that we haven't played. So all that. But we are your hosts. I forgot to introduce us. But <laughs> we are your hosts. I'm Trey Fartbus420 Johnson. That smells ragman. I'm Jeremy Tears of Light Hater Mikowski. Aren't we all? <laughs> and you got to do it I'm three John. times. <laughs> I'm John Corpse Killer Knitter. Oh, yeah. You finally got it, didn't you? Yeah. Finally got it. Yeah. After 25 years. This video is ridiculous. We'll, 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 talk we'll talk about that. Yeah, the game looks ridiculous. So yeah, let's talk about some stuff that we've been playing. Uh, this isn't an actual game thing, but I went to a GameStop the other day, just because I haven't been there for years. There's such a sad place now. Uh, I found like uh, three amiibo in there, some old ones, some Animal Crossing ones, and Splatoon ones, like original Splatoon ones. There was nobody in there at all. But uh, from our, from our discussion last week, talking about like. Uh, you know, game prices getting going up and all that. I really, I really highly considered just buying a copy of like Ease Nine and just never opening it and just keeping it sealed until it's worth like a million dollars in twenty years. Don't be that. Don't be like me. Don't do that. <laughs> I thought about it for a second. I really thought about it because they had. Well, number one, I've never seen a physical copy of Ease Nine anywhere because it's just too obscure. Nobody gets Ease Nine, you know. And I was like, it's right there. I was like, I could just buy it. And it's like, I already have it, so I don't need to like open it and play it because I already have it mm-hmm. once. So I'll just buy it again and just keep it. And 
I'll put it in it somewhere and I'll, I'll put it in my safe or something for like 15 years and see if it makes money. But I ended up not getting it, but I, but I was really, really considering it. I was like, I can get that and I'll get, and I had Shin Megami Tensei there also physical. I was like, I'll get both of those and just sit on them and see if they're worth anything. Cause they're both you like very, sit on obs- they're, well, you know what I mean? They're, they're both very obscure, uh, Japanese RPGs. But now, I mean, you know, people are buying like fucking Zelda games or Mario or whatever that everybody had for like yeah. millions of dollars. So, yeah, that Mario game sold this week for two million dollars. Yeah, that record was broken again. So that was always, I mean, that's what I always thought. Stuff like if you wanted to save something, you would go for the, you know, you would go for the more obscure Japanese RPG game because right. I feel like those always go up in price. But you think of those Mario games being rare within a huge glut of games. I don't know. Maybe it has to do with the percentage that are that rare. Because you take like a really obscure game that no one cared about. Sure, it's rare, but maybe it's still in a warehouse somewhere because no one cared about it. I don't know. I guess that doesn't really make sense either because yeah, I don't a understand. game where there's a huge quantity could have a whole warehouse full of them somewhere. I mean, is is it like I mean, is it like toys where like you have a you know like a action figure collecting where like the back card on it may have a different have a typo or something, so it's. So it's like worth more. Like I was into stuff like that in high school when I when I was into like toy collecting and stuff like that. I think so. I mean, I think it, to an extent it's the yeah the production run of the game. So a lot of those NES games that are going for so much were like in the first couple production runs, yeah. and you can trace that by the box somehow. But no, this one in particular seems even fishier because this is like owned by lots of people. Like they all all own like, like a small like, stake in like the Wu Tang album. Like they just yes, they send, they send it to each other, and every point one gets to play it whenever. Everybody gets to hold it for two hours a year. <laughs> but now, how does uh, many people have it? Like they just passed around a sealed copy. Of it's just a different or? way that they're doing it in the, an auction. They tried it the method of like everybody owns a stake in it. Oh, didn't it, then didn't, you can then you have a lot more money to work with the bid, so that's what makes it fishy. It's like, say, well, you're taking. Didn't, didn't they watch that Simpsons episode, Three Men in a Comic Book? It never works, you know. When you try, when you when you try to split money to buy a big thing and then share it like that, that mm. tore that friendship apart, man. They should have. That's what's going to happen between them. You know, it's gonna. They're not going to be able. To, it's like I'll have it on Tuesday. You have it on Wednesday. I'll have it. Was on that Tuesday. Action Man one or whatever? Radioactive Man one. Yeah. Radioactive Man. That's right. Yeah, it's where Nelson and and, uh, and and Martin and Bart like they put their money together to buy the comic, and they it's a great episode. And they ended up fi- ended up fighting about it, and it gets struck by lightning in the end. The comic gets completely destroyed. But yeah, it's like the third or fourth season, but it's it's really good. But that's what I well, think of when it's like somebody this... putting money together to buy a thing and then not, you know. So you essentially think this is like kind of like I don't know what are they mutual funds where like maybe they own other things too i guess i don't know because i gotta wonder ultimately what's done with that cartridge in the future is going to depend upon some sort of consensus on (laughs) what to do with it so how do they determine what they're going to sell it for without everyone agreeing on the price unless they're like hey here's an overwhelming majority saying let's put it up for auction or are they hoping to make small increments of money by passing their shares around and selling shares of it as the but is that more like it you think like it's its own little mini stock market or whatever like stock i don't know i, I would think that when you buy it you are entering into an agreement that stipulates the condition by which it, it'll be sold 
and and you'll you'll have all that stuff worked out. I I would hope so. I I, I think you know, like when it appreciates to X percentage more than it was paid for, then you sell it, like or that. what is it worth more money? Do you split it and sell more shares? There's got to be something to it where there's like a long term benefit and not just like well one day that's gonna make some money for us. I hope. I mean, somebody there's got to have one person that like keeps it right, and it's just like these are the rules. Here's it's it's here. I don't know somebody who's like out of it that can just try to keep it from. I don't know. Whatever. It can't be sold until everybody beats eight two. There you go. <laughs> you have to get to negative one. <laughs> you have to. Or you're not allowed to vote on what happens with it until you beat eight two. Yeah, and you have to beat eight two on the second quest also. Like it has to be with the with the shiny guy. Oh come on now. Doesn't even have to. You have to do it twice, two times. That was our nest egg. We've been <laughs> saving that since the kids left for college. What the Nintendo, the, the Mario Brothers, the money that we dropped on the, the the game that the guy told us about at the hotel meeting <laughs> in the conference room. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I'm just getting strong like vibes of people being swindled here. It's like an NFT, except it's a game that you never will see, but you know that it exists, and that's why you pay money for it or something. Stupid. Anyway, let's move on from that and talk, talk about other yeah. things. <laughs> I maxed out my videos on my Switch. Have you guys done that yet? I found out the exact. No. I figured I found out the exact number of videos that you can hold on your Switch at one time of thirty-second videos. The number so is that just a maximum? It's not based on your storage space. It has nothing number. to do with the storage because I'm not out oh, of storage. Okay. It's you can only hold you can hold up to a thousand videos on a micro SD card, no matter what size it is, and it doesn't mem- matter how long or short the videos are. Also, it's just a video, any video. So I had a thousand videos plus a hundred videos that were on the switch itself, like the hard drive, whatever you call it, like the switch memory, you only get a hundred for that. So I reached the, I reached the ultimate uh, number of them. And I was just curious. I'm like, why am I, I'm like, well, how many do I have on there? Why? Cause it, it just like, won't let you record anymore after that. And I looked it up and I was like, yeah, I had over a thousand. Well, I'm not, I had a thousand one hundred because I maxed it out on both of them. Cause you can look, if you go into your videos, you can hit Y and it'll show you like all of your videos and what they're on, like if it's on the whatever. And I guess I have a hundred on the system and a thousand on the on the card. So wow, yeah. So what are you right. gonna do? How many of those did card? you on accident? Well, I mean, I, w- I went through and I deleted some of them. You know, I del- it's basically like how I how I do everything else, right? I'll just have to delete a couple things and then add some more, and delete a couple things and add some more. Mm-hmm. And you know, like whenever you edit a video and save it, it creates it as a second video. So I always try to delete the original video that's not the the right time that i want or i thought about you know i can always just plug my you know plug the switch hook it up to my game capture and just like let it roll for like i don't know two hours or however long it takes and just capture everything off of it and then dump it but i like to have it on put it onto your computer to take the sd card out stick it in your computer copy paste the videos yeah i don't know if you can actually watch them or anything like that i mean i'm gonna have to be doing something like that anyway from from something else that I got, but yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, I've just been deleting stuff and then, and then like re and then like re, uh, recording stuff or whatever. It actually happened to me when I was in, in Abu Dhabi. So this isn't a new thing, but I found out the exact, the actual number of things of videos that you have to have for it to not record anymore. I figured you would have hit that John. Cause you took so many videos of uh, Mario maker two. I 
figured you would have not yet I've, I've got a couple hundred videos so i might be getting close yeah i have a thousand <laughs> i didn't even realize that it's just i don't know i just record everything because i use it for i use it for like the game of the year stuff that i make at the end of you know it's nice to have you know cutscenes and stuff so i don't have to try to come back and find them and and i'm really adamant about using stuff that's actually footage that I played and not stuff I found on the internet. So for those videos, so that's part of why I do it, but yeah, that's the limit of 30 second videos. I've never hit it. I think maybe I would have, if I wouldn't have switched out memory cards, when I switched out my memory card, I didn't bring those videos over the old ones. So yeah. So that's, I don't even know what's up with those videos. If I still have them, I think I I have them on your old card. Whatever your yeah, old I just don't is remember where they are. that is. Yeah, it's somewhere around these parts, maybe. When when they were when when you were able to transfer stuff to your phone, I thought it was going to be where you could just like take a whole bunch of them and like create space on your system, but that's not the case, of course. Nope. On this, but I guess as far as space, I could mention one thing that I bought this week. I I I opened it already, but I put it back in just because it's in this hilariously huge uh, envelope. <laughs> Can you see how big this thing is? It's like half the size. envelope is like it's like half the size of half long torso size. Yeah, no, this Two thing feet is, long, this is like fucking gigantic. Yeah, this is this is the size of like eight switches <laughs> put together. Like, uh, yeah, it's so dumb. I just wanted to show it to you because it's so funny, like how, how fucking huge it is. And then like <laughs> little tiny thing. Like, <laughs> and that packaging is already comically oversized. It's like yeah, it's like here's this <laughs> thing. It's compared to how big <laughs> it's like a fractal sort yeah. of anyway uh the the terabyte card was on sale again so i bought it wow nice yeah i know i, I know I you're gave halfway you, to I gave the you, maximum yeah i gave john a hard time for about getting one but i got one too so there you go wait you both have yeah, terabytes I and i don't we do yeah well and i mean have the eight, no sec- oh, you guys are i had i didn't have i mean i didn't have that much money at the time when i when uh, <laughs> when you got it but this I think one, I paid 160 for mine. You, you paid 150, right? Yeah, it was less. It's 150 right now. And I just got I finally got paid for a bunch of stuff. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just go with it because I was tired of deleting stuff on my memory card and all that stuff. And I'm going to do the thing where I, you know, I don't want to like you know, I I have to put it on the computer and then pull everything off the computer and then put it on the other card. So, because I want all the videos to transfer even though I'm at the limit, I still want them all to go from one card to another. In order to do that, that's the way you have to do that. So I haven't really done any of that yet because it's its own thing. I haven't like opened it and tried it yet, but it's cool. It should help. I mean, that's like over double what I already have on there, so that should help me out for the next like two months or something until I run out of space <laughs> again. But uh, you know, I hope it keeps more space until then. But whatever. But it's a uh, yeah. It's one of those things. I was like, well, you know, if I get whenever I get paid, I was like, if I get paid and it's still on sale. I'll get it. And then right after I typed that, I feel like the next day I was paid and I'm like, God damn, oh, no, I have to get it. So, but yeah, it's going to, I mean, you know, it's worth it. It's uh, it's worth it just to know that I'll never have to uh, have to worry about it again. Well, I mean, I might have to get a two one. Who knows if the switch is never dying, if the switch is going to be around for the next like 10 years or something, who knows? Do you, you think there'll be an intermediate one between one and two terabytes or do you think it'll just jump to two terabytes next? I mean, if I was going to get another one, I would want to just get a two one. I wouldn't want to get like a one point five one or something like that. You mm. know, I'd want to just do the full double. Is mm. if I was, they used to do a lot more increments with the flash media, but it seems anymore it's like solid increments. Yeah, I think it's harder to sell a one point five terabyte. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's once you get yeah once you get to a terabyte, yeah. you got to just add a terabyte, otherwise it doesn't work. And then I think I believe two terabytes the maximum size. Mm-hmm. They said this way back in like 2016 that the technology didn't exist yet, but there's it could handle up to two terabyte SD cards. Yeah, yeah, and I remember it, I mentioned it before, but I remember six saying that that they found a two terabyte card. But it oh. didn't. But it didn't work with their switch at the time. But maybe the switch wasn't updated for that yet. I don't know. Maybe they just said that. Like Nintendo just said that, and it just hadn't got there yet. I don't know. But yeah, got that. So the the like the next things are next three things that I have on here are like all stuff that Jeremy and I both did. So do you just want to talk about all that stuff? Yeah. Now, I uh, so Skyward Sword still playing that game. I made it to forty hours. I'm over forty hours into the game now. And uh, when you were saying that you were the Tears of Light hater, I mean, I 100% hear you there because they suck. And I think I did the final one. There's like three of them at least. There might be another one. I don't fucking know. But yeah, they make you good do it over and over and over again. And I actually rage quit last night because I was so pissed off at the game because, I don't know, Skyward Sword is like, you know how they say like from every action there's an equal and opposite reaction. There's like the same that's the same thing with Skyward Sword. For like every great thing, there's an equal and opposite terrible thing that's in the game to like mm-hmm. to balance it is what it seems like. Cuz there's like parts in the game where I'm like, "Oh, this game is so cool. This is I I'm having a great time." And then all of a sudden they just throw this really dumb thing at you where you're like, "How much of this dumb shit do I have to go to to go through before I can have fun again?" And then you're like, oh, it's great. And it's like ups and downs, you know, through the whole thing. It's an emotional roller coaster of. Uh, it would be so easy for them to <laughs> of, uh, have fixed the tears and, of light. Yeah. And and I didn't, you know, the, the tears of light, the first two didn't really bother me that much, but that third one sucks. I did not like that third one at all. Because it's in it's in the um, it's in the volcano area, and there's a lot of areas you can't go to, and there's like lava everywhere, and you like have to slide down that thing, and there's like the pools of the water that you touch, and it wakes everybody up. It's so stupid, and it's and just like the way that you get from one to another seems like so it it, it just doesn't it's just like so discordant. It doesn't work right, or I don't know. It's weird. I don't like it. And it took me like five times to get that one, that final one. And I was like, stupid. I mean, I was. I think it took me like three or four times to do the first one, so yeah, I'm gonna be fucked. So yeah, get, can't wait till you get to two or three, get two and three, because they just get harder and harder. But the the main the main thing that I was like so pissed off about last night was uh was like I'm you know I'm at like the th- I'm at the third flame thing or trying to get to the third flame thing you know and it's just like there's so much stuff you have to do like I went to the. I went, I went to, so I got like the, I got like the flame resistant earrings or whatever that he gets that like help you. Yeah. They're flame resistant earrings. They're, they're stupid, but, uh, you, they, they help you go into the volcano level so you don't get killed anymore. And, uh, you get to go to the next part. And once you get there, you have to like use your water. You have to use like your, uh, bottle to get water to feed to the toads to like make the fire go away, which is also really dumb and repetitive. And then after that, you have to leave and, because you find this giant toad that needs water, but you don't have anything that can carry enough water to go to the toad. So you got to go all the way back to the fucking uh, to the fucking lake and talk to the dragon lady, and she, and she gives you the big basin, the water basin, and the robot comes to pick up the basin. But then you and then you fly with the robot basin back to the volcano area. But just because they want to be assholes, they don't let you go straight to where you were at a bird statue, which you could any other time in the game. Just in this time, you have to start at the bottom of the mountain. And you have to start at the bottom of the mountain with the fucking robot with the basin thing. 
and you have to go all the way up to the bottom of the mountain, like, while destroying every fucking monster on the way there, because if any of them hit the fucking basin, dude, he dies, and you have to go back to the beginning of the mountain. I was so mad, because I used all of my ammo trying to kill all these fuckers, and the basin dude dies, like, at the very top of the mountain, and it restarts me with no ammo whatsoever. So I'm like, do I have to leave and go get arrows and come back? Fuck that. I don't want to do that. So I was like, quit. <laughs> it's just like... And I had just done this. I had just done the ocean, uh, the sand ocean part, where you get the boat that like has the time that has like the time crystal in it, where all the sand like turns into water around you. That part is fucking awesome. Like I loved that part so much. It was so cool. And then you get, and then there's like a boat dungeon where you're inside of this pirate ship, and you keep switching it from like from like the past to the future, and you do all this really cool stuff with it. And then you fight this boss that like takes over the entire ship, like this squid that like sticks its tentacles through all the rooms of the ship, and you have to fight him like while you're in the ship. And it was so cool. And I love that part. But then after that, it's just like everything got stupid. You know, it's yeah. like when you, when, it's like the dungeons are so cool and the bosses are so cool, but getting to them is just annoying as fuck. Is what yeah. is, is my, uh, take on skyward sword and it reeks of yeah. artificial like inflation of the oh yeah it's got padding out the, the ass time. like big mm-hmm. time it's it's got like butt implants or something whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to call that but some of those mobs look like they got some, some butt implants. <laughs> yeah some yeah big old booties yeah <laughs> that was those guys were the ones i've having having trouble with on the base and also it's those giant ones the ones with, with the, the big uh with the shields. the shields yeah yeah and the shields that you can't the, destroy the metal ones where you have to like huge nipple this. rings <laughs> yeah i had never noticed their nipple rings before. oh yeah there's some major jiggle physics physics going on with those guys too which is pretty hilarious but it's uh yeah it's one of those things that like it's like an abusive relationship skyward sword is really it's like you got these really great highs but then all of a sudden you just get the shit beat out of you mm-hmm. for 50 percent of the time it's just back and forth you know because it's i think the game looks great and there are some really awesome parts in it but there's a lot of parts that are just so dumb where it's like why are you doing this why does this have to be 50 hours or whatever? Like, why do we have to put all this fucking padding in here? Why can't we just go through and have fun doing dungeons and then be done in like 20 hours? I don't know. I but, really think they, yeah, they missed some opportunities here with giving, they could have given you the option to make certain sections easier, like had an easy mode for the tears of light, for instance, because I really think like all you would have to do would be let your, let, you know, keep half of what you collected or, do something like that where you make it where it's a little easier to get all of them because making you restart the whole trial is so cheap and it just it, it makes me so mad. Like, and you gotta monitor your stamina while you're doing it, and you can't use any kind of items, so you can't like use stamina potion or anything. Yeah, and if there and if there were like uh, secret passages that you could blow up walls to go to, you can't do any of that because you can't use any bombs in that area. Also, that's annoying thing that you'll run into when you get to the to the mountain one. So it's like. Uh, yeah, I just remember the most it. annoying one being the the Skyloft section. There wasn't the one in Skyloft, like in the main Wait, area. That well, was the one that I had the hardest time with. I haven't gotten there yet. I've I've done the I've done the forest. I did the forest and the desert and the and the um, lava, the mountain one. So the, I mean, there'll probably be a fourth one just because they're stupid like that. I know you got to at least fight like the whatever. The the whatever it's called with the giant toe beans, you got to fight that thing again, like at least like two more times before. Because I thought you feed it, fight it like three times. The imprisonment. Have you fought? Have you fought him a second time yet? No, only fought it once. 
But I think you do. I think you do again after you get the flames for your sword. But I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it makes me really, it makes me really excited for uh, Breath of the Wild too. If they are going to put more dungeons in there, because you know the new dungeons are great. I'd like to see new dungeons that are cool that aren't just like beasts, you know. So that's what I found the windfish yet. No, I've seen no windfish anywhere, and I've been mm-hmm. into that storm area a bunch of times, but maybe it happens later. I mean, there's some maybe annoying flying things. Oh, and I and I played that fucking. They're like bugs. I, I, I yeah, they they kind of look like flying insects. And I got I got the the wheel for the fucking clown dude, and I played the clown mm-hmm. game, and I hate that game too. That was <laughs> I kind of like that game actually. Well, good for you. We're I, 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 like I, I a skydiving like game, like yeah. the pilot wings kind of game. Yeah, I don't like it. Hmm. I think I w- it's fun. I was trying to maybe because I just well, no, I'm not I'm not good at it because I because w- I know you can get a heart piece from there and you have to get like you have to get like all five of the rings and land and on a heart 50. piece, yeah, which is mm-hmm. only one. Oh, there's a heart piece. Okay, well, there's one that's like a that's like different colors or something that's like kind of like a chance one. I think this is just from my own memory. I didn't look this up or anything, but uh, I remember like hating that that part of the game when I played it the first time. So I so I kind of remembered it when it went around this time where I'm like okay I remember the fucking clown guy and all that stuff and yeah and that was annoying too we had to go down and get that and whatever I actually yeah. saw I found that thing my first time in the level and I was super confused by it actually I have a screenshot of it I'm like what the hell is this thing like oh it's it's, it's there before uh, before the guy tells mm-hmm. you to get it I was wondering if it was but you just can't do anything because you don't have the robot guy yet right or, or you right have to so well it doesn't it. even yeah. like yeah it doesn't do anything like you can't hit a on it you can't target it it's just a weird colored thing in the ground I'm like what is this shit and I just was really really confused about it but then when I went back to it I'm like oh now it all makes sense yeah, at least I mean, at least they have it in there before, and it doesn't just like appear after. There's a because that's that's what happened with the propeller that just appeared. Oh yeah, yeah, because that definitely wasn't there before. Because I went went mm. past that so many times, and I was just like, oh well, okay, it's there now, even though it's been missing through the whole game since the beginning. Like I remember not seeing it there because I remember I had mm-hmm. to replace it. You know, there's a there's a thing that Ease Nine does. Where you um basically there's parts of the game like there's some there's like a part where you have to chase a person through town you know and like jump from building to building, and for stuff like this it basically gives you if you die a bunch or even if you die once it says like it gives you the option to continue through the game as if you would have won that thing. They should have done something like that for Zelda, you know, you know where it's like if you get stuck in a part and you get frustrated you could just say like oh well I'm just gonna say that I passed it and I don't have to pass it you know when it's stuff that's kind of more might get kind of annoying to people they let you just they let you just go past it if you don't you know it's just if you don't want to chase a person through town multiple times you can just say like oh well let's pretend that i already did it you know you could do that on that they should that should have been like their speed sale of this game had a similar thing where you can just say like Mm -hmm. uh, you know or even even like even like rhythm heaven had stuff like that where you had you know if there was ones that you didn't understand if you like failed them enough times they would give you a pass you know where you could go on to the next thing so you don't get stuck on like one game that you can't get past forever you know i don't know i would it would love to see stuff like that in there well i'm nowhere near as far as you in fact i was just trying to get to where you were last week but i'm not even to there yet but um i just right now i'm I'm on the mission to go back and get the sacred water for the dragon so oh yeah i just yeah (laughs) well i finished the third dungeon um yesterday and then i've just been trying to figure out 
the subsequent parts. So you fought the imprisoned. So, you fought the imprisoned. So I, yeah, I fought yeah. the imprisoned once. I fought the area. Uh, yeah, I had to do the whole uh, one of the whole tiers of light sequences, and I rescued the 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 wheel for the for the clown face. I've just been trying to not be annoyed. But when I was playing the tiers of light sequence earlier today, like I literally thought because I was playing here in the office and Shauna was working on the computer over there, like literally doing her job. And I was like, <laughs> like wanting to scream at the TV. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm going to, I think I need to take this in the other room. But I, I tried one time when she, she like went down to get lunch. Cause it was like right at her lunch break. And luckily I beat it that time. And she came back up and I was like, I don't have to leave the office after all, at least not yet. Cause you beat the imprisoned. <laughs> it wasn't the imprisoned. It was the freaking tears of light. Oh, the I beat the imprisoned light, yeah. my first try. Yeah. Tears of Light took me, I think, three. It was three tries or four, maybe even four tries. Yeah. Because the same thing happened every time. I'd be going, running up the side of a ledge, and then the dude would hit me in the back with a sword. Or I would, like, run out of stamina, which mm. sucks so much. Yeah. Yeah, the stamina, have those the, the stamina depletes really quickly. And it's, and it's like, all of them are set up. A lot of the sand things, when you get to that area, it's like, it's set up so you can run till you're like pretty much out of it before you get to the next thing and it's just like it's like making those jumps that like you can only that you have to like run and i don't you, think you, this how, game you're, lets how you're you mean up. on like mario maker 2 like that type of thing yeah i don't think this game lets you upgrade your stamina it lets you use potions to you can't yeah it, but it's temporary you, you can't upgrade it you can only use potions it'll make it drain slower but it doesn't yeah. give you like infinite stamina which is what i thought the the, the potion was going to give you infinite stamina for like a minute or something and i was like that'd be great you could just run forever but no that's not the case it doesn't do that it i will ma- say the time i finally beat the tears of light i mean i did it really easily so i just by that point memorized where they all were and had a better idea of what order to do it it, it actually was super easy that last time but it took like the the sub the like the the the, the learning process was not fun there was there was something that i noticed on the third on the third time I was doing the the Tears of Light in the, in the mountain, and I don't know if this is added for the HD version or if it was there before, but if you check the map, it shows you where all the Tears of Light are on on your map. Like it, it shows. Even if, did, where are you thinking about the? How'd you grab those little? Because there's like these little fruits that you grab that show you the location, but it's temporary. No, no the, the fruits the fruits show you a line that goes up into the sky, uh-huh. so you can look around and see where they're at. But no, what I'm talking about is when you hit select and you look at the map, it shows you where the tears of light are. They're these little, they're these little purple icons on the map, and if they're glowing, you haven't got them yet. And if they're not glowing, you already got them. Maybe that's the speed. So, so, so that actually really helped me a lot the third time there. Well, because because I would have never, I would have never fucking found it if I didn't go to the map. And I was wondering if it was like, was it only showing it if I got some of them? But no, it showed all of them. It showed every tier of light there, so I don't know if that was added on this version or what, but yeah, that that helps. So next time when you have to be there, when you have to go there in the sand level, uh, check your map. It'll show you where they all are. So Honestly, I didn't yeah. even think to check my map because it wasn't letting me do anything else special that I, I didn't even try. Like I wasn't able to use items or whatever, yeah. so it's like, well, I, I didn't even think to try using the map. Well, I mean, when, when they, what was it? When they did the HD re-release of Twilight Princess. That was like their speed sale, right? Was making the Tears of Light less. Like they did change it to where you had to mm-hmm. collect less Tears of Light, but they I don't think they did it for this version. 
which is weird because they did it for the other Zelda, but not this one. So I don't know. If but, it weren't for those damn guardians and then the, the instant fail, like that's just ch- so cheap. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, it, if you run out of time in between, in between tiers and, and, you know, you start off with them already chasing you and you have to get one tier and that's kind of annoying. And, but I mean, if you're quick enough to them, it's not that bad. I don't know. I did pretty good on the first two, but that third one was just killing me. But I mean, I'm determined. I'm determined to beat the game just because you know I have it and I want to get all the way through it. Because there are parts that I do really like about it. It just sucks that you have to go through all these other stupid shit before you get to the stuff that you like. So I'm right there with you. But yeah. if they say if if I find out there's Tears of Light and Breath of the Wild too, I may not fuck <laughs> with that game. I might just say nope. Yeah. I mean, because I wa- actually watched the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer again today just because I watched the Indie Direct thing a couple times and it just popped up on my YouTube feed and I was like, oh, I'll watch it again. And, it and you know, it shows like Link in the Sky and all that stuff. And I think that I think and, and also that's another detriment to uh, Skyward Sword is the, the, the flight isn't that fun. And it feels like it takes you forever to get from one point to another. You know, it's not even kind of fun. And you're just hitting that one button to just try to go faster and faster. And they you're do like the fast and, and it feels like you're, it feels like something that looks closer is actually farther away. And it feels like it takes you forever do, to get anywhere. Yeah. They do like the Quidditch thing at the beginning. Oh then, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's like the only time where flying really feels like it matters. Yeah. Cause I kind of like it's it, just yeah. a really stretched out way to move across the map. I liked it a little bit. At it was first, fun with the, cause I really liked the, the song. I mean, I, I like the song, but it's like it's just it's just boring. But I want what I'm thinking. What I what I'm going to say. What I was going to say is, uh, Breath of the Wild two. If it had flying, where everything was a little bit like closer and you could like go faster, and it doesn't like load when you drop onto something, that could be really cool. You know, if it's actually like a whole world, especially that you're flying if you use over, this, I'd be into that. The parasail in a real way and not in the stupid ass. Yeah, and the parasail is super is super neutered in this also. So. It's, it sucks. Like you, yeah. All you can do is just go straight down. You can't actually like float to places. Basically, like it's just would. an explanation for why he can drop with a, from a bird. It's stupid. Yeah. Like, we got we got to make this work. Let's just use that one item from uh, Wind Waker. Okay. Yeah, yeah but let's but not just really like, do anything. With but it. Wind Waker, you can actually move yeah. with it, but you yeah. can't this one. Yeah. And it's like, well, what if he hits a? What if he hits like a? Whatever, a geyser, air spring, whatever that'll bring him up to the next. He does That's that true. to like go up. It's 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 kind of based around the imprisoned stuff too, you know, because you have those those like mm-hmm. wind whatever wind things that push you up to the next level. Like I'm sure that was talked about a lot in the beginning of it to have this imprisoned thing worked in there so many times and whatever. It's probably weird to go back to using the parasail in that sort of stunted way after playing Breath of the Wild, where it's it just sucks. amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like we said before, it's like yeah, you see the you see the D, the DNA of Breath of the Wild, but. It's not. I mean, you see, there's stuff that was in there that was in Skyward Sword, but Breath of the Wild did it so much better. I enjoyed the flying in Skyward Sword with the Wii Remote on the Wii version. So, do you think is it just? Did you hate it back then, or is it just on the Switch? I just think it's too personally, and I guess I'm kind of jumping here, but I, I personally, I just thought it was too like too empty. It was a lot like yeah, it's empty. So I mean, Wind Waker was super empty. Don't get me wrong. I think it was and less the, empty though <laughs> than the yeah. At least well, there, there was, was some more stuff, to stuff do. happening. Yeah. Right. You get every square had you can something. Fight people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's the fish, and there's like even like little tiny islands in each square, and there's a fish guy you can shoot with the arrows. I don't know. 
So this does kind of call to mind Wind Waker, and it's like, well, you can fly, so that's even better. And there's like individual land masses, just like the islands in Wind Waker, but they're also mm. small. But they're not. But they don't feel like there's as many as there were in Wind Waker. No, there's maybe ten, as far as I can tell. And they're yeah, and they're tiny, and they just have the and the treasure chest thing's kind of weird too. Which I, I sort of mm-hmm. I sort of like it, but it's also kind of like more padding as well it's like find a treasure mm-hmm. chest that'll put it in another place where you got to go find the other you know it's like instead of just like finding a treasure chest and opening it you have to like activate it that'll send it to another place that you have to go to and find it it there, reminds you know? me a little bit of the black treasure chests in chrono trigger but only because it's a black treasure chest that you have to like do something special down yeah to open that's the only way yeah yeah so i will say that third dungeon was awesome i got stuck on it for a second but it was just my own dumb you know I yeah, just needed to look at look at the map and realize yeah. there was like a section where you had to reveal the path like you did outside. That was like the only part I got stuck on. That's the desert one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that one's really cool. I mean, the dungeons in themselves. All are the great. dungeons are fun so far. And that that second the second desert one that you go to is awesome. Is like mm-hmm. probably my favorite one. the The pirate ship is so cool. Like I was just like. Yeah, I, I love I love that dungeon. I, th- I think it's one of the best dungeons. Definitely the best one in the game I've played thus far. And the way that the the way that the boss shows up was really really cool too. Like I was like, oh, this is awesome. You know, like I love this game. And then it's like, wait, no, no wait, gotta bring it back down. <laughs> you know, because now you gotta do all this other stuff. So that's now we're gonna the, make you slog through a bunch of crap until you get to the next good part. Yeah, and then you'll love that part, and then yeah, then it's back to the bottom again. It's like uh, whatever. It's like working for the, the weekend. Is it worth it for the Tetris theme? I mean, you don't have to play Wind Waker to get the Tetris theme. (laughs) You don't. But But I I mean that the game came out and like, you know, now we have a Tetris theme for it. Yeah. I mean, I I like, you know, I I mean, every, you know, every, every Zelda game should get a remake, right? I mean, it's cool that all of them did get a remake in some, in some form or fashion, but yeah, I mean, it's just, this one is just a weird game. It's Skyward Sword is a weird game, I guess, because like I said before, like they had limited, they had limited stuff they could do with the Wii, and they wanted to make it look better than most Wii games, so they limited the amount of space that you have in it, and so you have to go to the same areas over and over and over again. It's the same thing as like uh, Metroid Prime Hunters on DS, where they had a li- you know limited limited power, so they make you fight the same fucking boss over and over again, which is annoying. I hate that, but that's what they did because they couldn't do that much stuff with it, but they wanted it still to look cool, so. You know. It is weird to think that we are at the we're at the the crux of like what do they remake now? Obviously, they could remake the other the, the two Oracle games. They could remake Link Between Worlds, I guess, and bring it to the Switch. That could be cool. They but could, like we're they, at the point where they've like should remake two. What's left? They should remake Zelda two and, ma- and make it like like less bad. <laughs> you know, make it less like torturous and all that. But it is it's just crazy to think that we're completely caught up. Like I mean they remade it's all been remade, so I mean they remade Metroid too. I don't know. Are they gonna make Breath of the Wild again on the next Switch? Probably. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. They'll do a remastered or like an upscaled Breath of the Wild. Could be. But I mean but yeah, I think we can move on to the Tetris theme. What did you think about the Tetris theme for Tetris ninety nine? I know that you got it. I right. It's I, a lot I, I better than it. the uh Mario Golf Tetris theme, I'll give it that. Oh, okay. But it, otherwise it's pretty forgettable. 
Yeah, I mean, the music, I felt like there was more music they could have used in there, because the mm-hmm. Skyward Sword soundtrack is fantastic. Like, there's a lot of really, really good shit in there. And uh, I don't know, I was, I was surprised I didn't put the flight song in there. Like, the flight song's one of my favorite songs from the game. And uh, I don't know. But I played it, I you know, I played it for a night, just uh, for like 40 minutes. Like, didn't do very well, but I did well enough to get the, get the theme. So, there you go. Tetra 99, yeah. still bringing it back. I think I got to the top 20 a couple of times, but yeah, I didn't do too well. It took me two nights of playing it, like a little bit of time each night. Yeah, I think I was like top 30, top 40, something like that. Like it it wasn't, I didn't really do that well. But I feel like whenever there's a Tetris Maximus like that, everybody's bringing their A A game. So a lot Mm -hmm. of times you just get your shit, just their shit, like it's thrown into your face right at the beginning there. You know, so everybody's playing it and most of them are good and blah, blah, blah. But moving on from that, there's a game that I actually felt like I was pretty good at, and that's Mario Golf Super Rush, which got the DLC like the day after we recorded last week. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy was saying it, was texting me about it, and it's like uh it's like we willed it into existence <laughs> <laughs> because we kept talking about how uh how we wanted it to have this update where you could have a single player mode, a single player online mode and all that stuff. And it happened the next day, like right after we recorded. So we kind of willed it into existence. And you know what? It it basically, it kind of, it, it definitely made the game better for me. Like it's, I, I it puts the game higher on my list of good games of the year, I think, with, with this new DLC. Because ranked mode was fucking fun as hell, man. I, I, I streamed it for like three and a half hours. I had like the most viewers I've ever had. Like people were like talking to me like crazy on the I had I had ten people watching me. I never get that shit. It was cool. Wow. Like I felt cool on it. And I made it to S S rank. I so you did it all you made it S rank the first night you played? I did, yeah. Well wow. I just kept playing it because you would get you would get points every time you played. And I and I was mm-hmm. like I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get to S rank. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get under two hundred or, or I'm gonna get under a thousand or I'm gonna get and my world my uh, global rank was 186 when I stopped. Wow. So that was pretty cool. And I was S minus. So I'm the very beginning of the S rank. But all you have to do, and this is really cool. This is the same thing that they did in tennis. And this actually makes me be excited to play Mario Golf more. But uh, every month they have a, a prize that you get for getting to a certain tier of, um, of ranking. So when it gets to September, we're going to start at zero again. And we have to work back up to A rank and we'll get whatever that prize is for A rank. So that so the prize for A rank this month was uh different colors of your Yoshi. So you get three extra Yoshi colors. No pink Yoshi though, which sucks. I know. It's only it's only like yellow, blue, and red are the new colors that you get for Yoshi. But no pink. But uh I mean it's just cool that you get to add you know get to do this and it'll give you reason to play it again. And uh Mario Tennis did like certain modes that were only available for certain months. Like there were some that were only motion controlled or there are ones that are only based around like hitting it but not moving. And they they did they did a bunch of really cool stuff and they added a bunch of new guys also. And speaking of which they added Toadette. Toadette is in there now, which is cool, you know. Uh she's a cool person to play as. I played it her as her for a while. And it, it 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 for me it adds a lot more dimension to the game and it gives me a reason to play it. Like I already play it. I play multiplayer with with Chess. You know she likes the game a lot. I play multiplayer with Jeremy online. You know so we've we've done that. And the multiplayer is solid. You know the game is still the golf game is still golf. You know it's. I don't think it's. I don't think it was ever necessarily a bad game. It was just. It just wasn't 
you know, it, it was held up to too much, too much better things that had come out before that. You know, yeah. when when there's so many other Mario Golf games that are really, really good, and this one doesn't live up to those expectations. The adventure you know, it feels like a so, failure. Yeah, was so disappointing. I think yeah. that it really kind of like made the rest of the game kind of suck because you're like, well, now what do I do? Well, I can play these courses I've, I've yeah. unlocked already, and I can. But now this, uh, yeah, yeah. Now this gives you another thing that you could do because now you can do now there's ranking. Now you can play ranked mode, which is fun, which I had a lot of fun doing. And it was and I was doing like commentary on it, you know, I was having fun with it. I was like, Oh hey, there's a uh, Matt again and there's this guy and, and Fartbus four twenty was one of the guys that I played in ranked <laughs> mode. That's why it's my middle name. And it was it cracked me up. I thought it was hilarious. Fartbus four twenty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Fartbus in itself was was funny. So and I was seeing a lot of the same people fight me again and, and you actually do you do ex- earn experience points for your characters while you're playing in online mode. So I got a I got charging chucks like double double star clubs so I can hit so I can like hit it like two hundred yards now or something like that with the driver. So you do actually upgrade stuff with your guys. And it actually did. It actually did kind of make me want to play the game with other characters and upgrade upgrade all of their other clubs because you can hit it farther. Does the upgrade apply yeah. to the ranked mode? Yeah, no, it works in ranked mode. Yeah, oh, so you can use that it. Is cool. And you can unlock it I've while been, you're like, playing jumping as between, well. Yeah, yeah, I've been jumping between a bunch of different characters. I haven't really like focused on any one. If you, if you go to if you go to the player stats, it'll show you where everybody's numbers are at. And I think okay. it's at like three. Th- it's at one thousand and three thousand. 1,000 is like the first star clubs, and 3,000 is the double star clubs. And uh, yeah, you can see how much you have, and I think you get like 400 points per 18 holes or something like that. And uh, yeah, you can just go through and upgrade your characters. But I, I didn't think you could actually upgrade anything and online, but I did get my my double star clubs for charging Chuck, so I kept using him through the whole thing. But when you see like the way people attack your ball and stuff like that, it makes you want to try different characters and have different attacks and stuff. Even though, like, one of the main, like, negative things about uh, Mario Kart, um, about Mario Golf ranked mode is that a lot of people just, we just wait. You, you just yep. don't, you just don't hit the ball because you're just waiting for people to attack that, it. Yeah. Because yeah. I've actually, actually I, I think started, I've seen people that yeah. literally just wait until everyone else is done and then they do their. Oh yeah, I, I totally started doing that towards the end. Like that became oh, my man. strategy. Where I, was I, I would so just wait for them to. That. I would wait for them to use it, and I'm just like, and then I just come in. I'm like da 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 da. Because there were a couple times where I got completely fucked. Like I was on that rock, mm-hmm. that like rocky riverside, where the fuck it's called, the the mountain one that you hate, and that I hate. And I was like on the green for birdie or eagle or something, and mm-hmm. I got blown off, and I couldn't come back. There's no way for me to come back because I. It's too steep, and there's no way, and I didn't have enough yeah, room. Yeah, you were like and I, too I'm close just, to the edge. I was, I was in a point of no return. I just could not, I couldn't, I couldn't beat the level. So I just have to play until I run, until I hit like 15 strokes or something, and then I automatically give up because that's all I can do. And there was a couple times where that happened. I was also in a sand, in like a, in a, in a, the sand trap where it was too high, and I couldn't get it out. And I tried to go on the other side, and it still came back down, and I was just fucked. You know, I just had to just wait, wait it out. But you still get points for doing anything. It's like it's like Splatoon, you know. You still get experience points, like even if you lose. So it's as long as you play it, you will still keep going up in the ranks. You know, you right. might you so might just not finish go up out your round. Yeah, yeah, you might not go up that much, but you get you know you get more for beating people who have higher ranks than you, and of course you get more for placing higher. But you still will get like fifteen points per whatever match, so you'll still get stuff and you'll still go up. So it still feels like it's some sort of progression. And those are that's always what I want for online games, 
is for me to feel like I'm actually doing something. I don't want to just like play a game where I'm just playing playing a game. It's like, oh, you won. Okay, cool. I, I want. I need like leveling up. I need to feel like. That's why I couldn't really get into the online Mario Maker stuff because nothing happens. You just win a game and you play a level. It's like cool, but there, I guess yeah. there's like a I guess there's a rank kind of, but there's not. You don't level up or anything like that. I don't know. I need there's a rank, yeah. You can get S and S plus and all that. But I felt the same way about it. But, uh, you know, it's kind of exhibition matches, and I was excited when the the world mode came in, and I thought that would do something, but it kind of came and went. And yeah, wasn't that great? So I mean, it's I feel like a ranked mode is definitely given legs to Mario Golf, and if they keep adding stuff to it, like they did tennis, like I kept saying, then I'll keep playing it for sure. I mean, I definitely want to play it every month to see whatever the the prize is. Mm-hmm. And also, don't forget they did add another level in it, even though it's like everything's incredibly short in it, but. Uh, they added the new Donk City is now in there, even though like everything is a three is a three par uh, hole on there. I got to play the back nine, but I did ranked mode because I hadn't gotten you, to that much. Did you play the Did you play the pro version? Because there's two different versions actually. There's an amateur and a pro version of that oh. one where they're different holes, and that's the only one that has those two. I'm not sure. I mean, I was yeah. just on random levels on on uh, ranked. Oh yeah, and ranked also. Another thing that's cool about ranked is the course changes every hour, so that's very much like Splatoon yeah. as well. Well, Splatoon was every two hours, but so like you, uh, you you play it for an hour and then they'll switch it to the next course. So you know it kind of changes it up in that way. So you don't actually pick the courses; it just it'll just change on every hour. So that was pretty cool, and that was another thing why I played it for as long as I did on the stream because I was like, uh, I was like, well, let's see what happens. You know, I'm like, well, it's almost been an hour. Let's see what the next let's see what the next uh, course is like, and it's another hour and it's like all right well what's the next one like where are we going next you know so it kind of made it more exciting for like the first however many you know rounds for the every time it changed so i was into it but new donk city uh jess and i we played it we played both versions when it came out we did the amateur and the pro version and the amateur i thought was like super easy and really really short Mm -hmm. but the pro version is a little bit more difficult and it's weird because there's no fairways. There's no fairways in New mm. Dog City. It's just rock and uh, it's just rock in the putting green. It's pretty much all there is, you know. But a difference is that you can bounce off the buildings to go around corners and stuff like a lot easier than you could do with other courses. So. Oh sure, yeah, you can. But it's everything like pretty much everything is a par three, so it's all very mm. short. But a lot of if you went, especially in the pro one. There's a lot of them where like the greens are like really high up and you might not be able to get it up there if you don't like arch your shot enough and, and that type of thing. So there is some challenging stuff in there. I mean, I'm glad that it's in there, but it's it's also really, really loud. <laughs> it feels once again, it's it's the anti golf, like like the same as speed golf. It's like you're you're a you're golfing in this loud ass city where like everybody is yelling at you and the music's like really loud and and it, Justin and I like were dancing around all the holes and stuff. Well, we were talking about Justin and I were talking about the people in the background and how like they don't necessarily look like they're they're uh, cheering for you. They look like they're more like rioting or they're, or they're like uh, mm-hmm. they're like you know what they're like you know we used to work here before you put a before you put a green here. You know this, they're this, actually protesting. This, the this golf is where my house was. My house was here before you put a fucking golf course. You know, it looks like they're protesting us playing. I've had you know? five golf balls go through my window this week alone. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, this used to be our house. We lived here. Now it's a fucking putting green. Fuck you. Go home. I have, a have you ever tried to eat tuna noodle casserole with golf balls in it? <laughs> it's like, we can't even live anywhere anymore. What the fuck? 
New Donk City used to be a nice place, but for the golfers got here, it fucked everything up. I wonder out. who built the course at New Donk City. <laughs> Bowser. Somebody somebody evil. You mean, you mean like Polina? Maybe. She's the mayor. I mean, she okayed it, right? She allowed this. Yeah. It's actually Donkey Kong. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it made me like made me like Mario Golf more. So I'm excited to play it, and I did play. I did play more of it just to try to unlock the the uh, star clubs for all the characters, and just so I can have different different better attacks on on them. I haven't played it since that first stream, but I'm definitely gonna play it again. But uh, what was it? Uh, I liked Mario Golf so much that uh, inspired me to buy another golf game because I don't have enough golf games, you know. Just because it goes on sale all the time, and I've been interested in it since it like first got announced for the Switch, and I watched a bunch of reviews of it. Well, blah blah blah. But I ended up buying a PGA Tour TK TK Twenty One because uh, I guess I needed another golf game. But no, it was it, it was on sale for twenty dollars, marked down from sixty. I thought that was a good enough price. I even got the Gold Edition, the Deluxe Edition, which is regular seventy dollars. I got that for like twenty five dollars. So, like, for $5 extra, I got, like, some game money or some dumb shit like that. But it, it's interesting to play, like, a, you know, like, a pro, a pro, like, mature golf game, whatever, compared to the Mario one. It's just, uh, I haven't played any of those games since, like, what was it? The last one I played was the the Tiger Woods one that had a um, motion motion Wii. control plus. Yeah, the, the Wii one. It's actually a good one. I think that was 08 or something. Yeah, I mean, I like that game. But uh, this is well. This is a two K game, and it's supposed to be it's supposed to be one of the best golf games. But it's you know I, I made I made a character I made a character on there, and the, the golfing in that is much different and much more difficult than uh, Mario Golf, because in this one you know you use the joystick to uh, to golf. So like you so you pull back, you pull down with the joystick, and then you push up with the joystick, and that's how you move your golf club. So there's a lot more there's a lot more uh, ways you can fuck up in it. Like, cause you have to like do it at a certain speed or it'll go too far to the left or to the right. Or if you go, if you go too slow, like it won't go as far as you want it to. And if you can't like, you know, if you can't do the, do it straight, it won't go the right way, which I had actually had a hard time with the, um, with the 8-bit Doe controller because of the, because the joysticks kind of like offset in the middle there. I had a hard time like moving straight with it. I actually found that if I played in handheld and I used the Joy-Cons, I would hit it straight every time. So this is the first time that Joy-Cons have actually worked well for me in a situation above the 8-bit dough, which is so weird. Yeah, but did your ball drift to the left all the time? Uh, No, I mean, it wasn't. It The drift wouldn't bother it because it's like, because you like, you know, because you just do it in one motion and then it wouldn't, even if it was pulling to the left or the right, it wouldn't do it unless I was doing it so i don't i think you would have to be your drift would have to be really really messed up for it to screw you up in that way but but yeah i mean it's it's fun it's just hard it's way much harder than the other ones and i played i played career mode and i have yet to beat any of the i just keep going from like golf course to golf course and just losing and getting like 50th place or whatever but you get you get experience points but you don't get like stats for your character you just unlock more money, and you can buy better clubs, I guess, that have better stats. So that's kind of how it works differently from the from the Mario Golf one. And I played it with the sound on, and the announcers just make fun of you the whole time if you're not good. <laughs> you know, like, if you get, like, a double bogey, they just talk forever about how you got a double bogey and how you might get it again. And I'm like, these guys suck. Like, they're just, like, they're just treating me like shit through this whole thing. Like, why do I even have it on? 
So it's a great it's a great podcast game. Just turn the music off and listen to Nintendo Main, and then and, and you don't have to listen to these assholes make fun of you the whole time. But I mean, if you know, if anybody wants another golf game that's more uh, that's more like you know, I guess the more updated way to play golf or whatever with the joystick. It's interesting, and I, you know, people. A lot of people say that it don't doesn't run that well on Switch, but it ran fine for me. But I mean, it's it's been updated a few times. Like this is like one point seven or whatever. So I think they did put some patches out to make it to make it run better. But it was worth the twenty dollars. It was just a game that I've been curious about forever since it came out. So I'm happy to find it, and it has it has its own old has its own online mode. You can make your own golf courses. You can share your golf courses online. You can download people's golf courses that they've made and play them, which I haven't tried that yet. But I'd like to see maybe somebody made the facility from GoldenEye somehow into a golf course. I feel like I see that everywhere whenever you can make anything. Or maybe there's a whole bunch of penis courses. We'll see. <laughs> but, It'd be uh, really interesting if a real-life golf course was ever made out of something someone made online. Like Somehow a professional golf course designer if that's even a thing that exists, sees like someone's online course, they're like, Eureka! I have to make that. And they like go and literally build it. I watched to carve it out of the landscape. I watched a, I was watching a review video of it and the guy who was reviewing it, he made like a golf course where like the golf course start starts like on a top of a mountain, like 500 feet in the air. Mm -hmm. And like everything's like way down at the bottom. So, I mean, you can do crazy stuff like that, which, uh, which they don't, which you would think you'd see on something like Mario Golf or something like that, like really, really weird mm -hmm. ones where it's like, how the fuck did I even get up here? I don't know. Let's uh, let's golf. It's like uh, the green is four hundred four hundred feet down there. So let's just hit it down there. You know, like do you do weird shit like? I hope that. you know how so, to drive. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't. If I were a course designer, I might get this game just to like test out my ideas. Mm -hmm. be a worthwhile thing, I think. Yeah, that's something I haven't really fucked around with. I've just been trying to just learn how to play the game, but. It's cool that you can do that. That you can download people's uploaded stuff and and all that, and you can play online. I think it's I think it's cross platform and all that stuff as well. So I still, I mean, I don't want to try to play anybody online because I'm not good. But I figured if uh, mm -hmm. maybe someday if I wanted to stream another golf game, I could do this one. You know, so. But I stopped it there. I, I was looking. There were some other golf games that were on sale, and I was like, no, let, let's just get this one golf. You don't need like all the golf games that are on Switch, even though they're a dollar. You don't have to get them. You should do so like I, I did myself. start buying up all the NES golf games. Yeah. So I have like several okay. NES golf games. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have a good amount of golf games too. I mean, well, especially and on switch too. Like I have, I got the, uh, the good old, uh, S and K golf game, which we sampled so many times. Oh, yeah. Another, another episode. I have cool. to throw it on there. That, that one song. <laughs> yeah. You got what the golf? I like oh what the golf's awesome, but what the golf is more like Katamari Damacy. You should you should play that game. I think it's on Apple Arcade. Like both of you should it play, should play what the golf because that yeah. game I love that I game. Played through it. That was on like my it almost made my top ten games of last year because I that game was so much fun. But it's not. It. It's like the anti golf game, but in a funny way. It's basically like WarioWare, Katamari Damacy, right. but but on a golf course. But it's not golf. It's it's just funny. Like everything is done. Like there's each level is its own is its own joke, you know. And the soundtrack's really cool. I actually recorded a bunch of stuff and put it on YouTube, and I still get uh, comments about it. Especially the "What the Golf Mario" game uh, song, which is pretty hilarious if you haven't seen it, haven't heard it. It's basically it sounds so much like Super Mario Brothers, but it's just some of the notes are off, 
but it's them just singing what the golf. So it's like da 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 golf what the golf. Da, da, da. It's like that. It's it's hilarious. Like all their the music on it is great. Like all of it's like you know sort of like um sort of acapella singy things, but it's just it's silly. And it and it's like has one of those you know the soundtracks like change depending on where you are in the game. It does it flows really well from one thing to another. Maybe that's why they never actually put the soundtrack on. Even though I do think you can buy it on record, but it, but you can't like you know I don't think it's on Spotify or anything like that, or you couldn't find it on YouTube. That's why I put it up there. But it's great. Yeah, try it out on Apple Arcade. I think it was only like eight bucks or something on Switch. It has a fun two player mode that Jess and I played as well. That's, that's pretty cool. Where it's like, it's sort of like a warrior party game where a party mode where they just throw they just throw a bunch of different levels at you and then depending on how many you beat in the end that like determines your health meter and then you fight each other in the end like in an arena or something that's, that's pretty cool but yeah that's that's what I got for this week cool well I've talked about most of what I've done this week with Trey we had quite parallel gaming experiences you didn't really talk about one thing in particular but oh, we're gonna save that right. Yeah, because I ha- I have that one too, but I was going to save it. We'll, for, we'll save yeah, it. We'll I save was going to save it for when we talk about the indie stuff. So then, let me go ahead and throw on. Um, I bought Virtual Racing. I have that because game. yeah, I saw Trey had posted that all the Sega AG skins were on sale, or at least most of them. And I've been I've I've been wanting to buy that one for a while. It was actually on my wish list, which I don't have a lot on my wish list, but mostly I just thought I always thought it looked cool in the arcade. You know, like I just always saw the attract screen. It was like. That looks cool. I always wanted to play it, but I didn't have enough money to, you know, pay seven. I think it was like a 75 cent game or if I'm remembering correctly, it was an expensive, more expensive arcade to play. So is this I was just like arcade version or the Genesis version. It's the arcade got? version. It's the arcade oh, so yeah, version. And there's also, um, I think there's online play on this one. There is. There's yeah. online play. So I we would could, try we it. could play like since I would we, love we to. both have it. We could play it online. I, I never mean, played. Got, yeah. I didn't play it online, but I have it. So it's more, I guess, I don't know if I'd say it's more realistic, but I guess it is more like realistic racing physics than, you know, the kart racing physics that I prefer because that's just the more my type of racing game. But, um, I mean, it looks really good. It looks really, really good. It's got that mid nineties, like polygonal vibe, but it's like super high frame rate and super crisp and the colors are really bright, you know? They did a really good job remastering it, but it's, it's there's like, not really a lot, not really a lot on it. It's like Stunt Race FX if it was good, right? Like kind of like that, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like, like Stunt Race FX was definitely trying to be like that. Yeah, but Stunt, Stunt Race is what like one frame per second or something like that, or ten frames, or it's really <laughs> it's slow. Lucky. I and, mean, yeah. t- honestly, maybe four to five. Like that's not even a joke. That's probably about where it sits. Uh, this is running. I mean, I don't know. I can't tell. It's running quite well for an old game like this and it looks great on an hd screen so i don't know this might be a good game to play on the go this could be like more of a portable style game at this point but i've had fun with it and uh you know it's the arcade style so you have to like go through the gates to add time or you fail you can't pay to win in this game i don't think unless maybe there's some sort of way if you climb up the ranks you can keep paying to play but um it's just a really cool classic game to have. And I just think it looks nice. And if nothing else, I just want to support this sort of content on the switch. If you're going to bring old games back, do it right. Sega ages did really good with a lot of their games. Like I also have the fantasy star one. And I think I have, I thought I had one more. 
I, I, I can't even remember it, what it is at this point. I bought like all of them when they came out, aside from the Sonic ones. But yeah, I don't have the Sonic ones. I feel like I bet I bought a bunch of them until I was just like, "There's too many." But I like I like the Sega Ages. It's really a shame that they stopped doing them, or that they just like decided they weren't going to do that anymore. Because I really wanted I wanted Sega Ages uh, Fantasy Star two three four two through four, mm-hmm. and we never got to those. And I was like, "Why not? Like I will buy them. Please do that. Why can't we do that? Or like Sega Ages like Shining Force or like any of those any of those games." I mean, Sega Ages could be anything like Sega. Like, it could be, let's bring back, you know, rather than, like, the Panzer Dragoon remake we got. Like, that could have been a Sega Ages game. Or, like, a Panzer Dragoon Saga, yeah. Or, like, Beyond Oasis. Like, uh, all those, uh, lots of really good Genesis games they could have done, you know. And, I mean, they could also have done, like, Sonic CD. I guess that's that's not on the Switch currently. Or, like, Wonder Boy. Like, there's a bunch of Wonder Boy games that were... That were uh, Sega, were like on Sega that you could that you could do. I don't know. Like there's a Mega Master System. There's like a there's a Wonder Boy that's on Master System that was only on there when I was that Wonder Boy craze where I bought a bunch of them. I mean, if nothing else, the Sega Ages prove like there is a there's there is a perfect way to do a virtual console if you're going to do you know a game by game kind of independent release and not part of like an overall structure. Sega Ages does it right. That's what I want. I want to buy these games for like between five and ten dollars a piece with these remastered features. They've got it nailed. Yeah, make it make so. it easier or make it, you know, uh, quality of life stuff. Like they, I feel mm-hmm. like they did a great job with uh, Fantasy Star, like They're where right. where they gave you like uh, yeah, it was like higher experience rate, so you would level up easier. Like auto mapping, like uh, the audio mapping was amazing. Like I was so impressed by that. That they did that, where they put maps in there. That's great. Like it, that, that saves a lot of old games. Like just put some fucking maps in there. I love so you the, know where um, you're going. I was re- I was a huge fan of like. Uh, I mean, they do it in uh, Cruising USA and other games as well. Probably Ridge Racer, where they have like the the babes or whatever you want to call them, the like the ladies in the bikinis, the and they're the they're here in Virtual Racer. And they're so. <laughs> Are they really polygonal? I'm so, oh, I, I mean, I appreciate it. Very and they're pointy. not even like trying to be sexy. They're just like walking off the track, like getting out of the way. <laughs> and it's so cool. I love it. So if, if nothing else, I think it was on sale for five, four or five. I mean, it was like not much at all. I just I just grabbed it because I, it was on my wish list. You know, like it's something I can tick off the, the, the wish list slash bucket list. Yeah, get those sales. Especially ages, um, those games are great. Yeah, the only other thing I have to talk about that we haven't already is the Picross demo, the Sega Picross demo. Yeah. It's bad. It's a bad demo. I wish I could recommend it, but it's so dumb. Have you tried it? I didn't play it yet, no. It's so dumb. If you know how to play Picross at all, if you've ever played a Picross game, it's just it's, like all the it other treats ones. It, it treats you as though you don't know how to play. And the only way to get any kind of like, you know, actual like time of gameplay is to play through the tutorials. Otherwise, you're going to fire up those demos, those demo puzzles. There's only one for each type. Mm. And they're the same picture, by the way. It's the same picture oh. in each one. And it's like the most basic thing. Like, I literally beat the, fir- the the puzzle, the very first one in the standard Picross. in like, it's like a five by five, I think. I beat it in maybe 15 seconds. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, there's going to be several in here to play. I'm going to see like Sonic, Knuckles, blah, blah, blah. No, one. 
<laughs> so I go, there's another mode that's like advanced mode. And that one has some sort of different notation I've never seen before. I'm like, well, fuck it. I'll give it a try. Another five by five puzzle. Click, 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 click. Oh, it's the same one as last time. It's the shuriken from Ninja Gaiden. Cool. Or is it Ninja Gaiden or Shinobi? Shinobi. It's Shinobi. Yeah. It's Shinobi. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. Third mode, color, Picross. All right, what's this? Oh, it's the same thing, except you just go through a color wheel based on this. You know, there is a bit of a, I guess there's sort of an extra level of challenge in how the colors are clustered together or whatever. But I noticed it was a five by five puzzle. I'm like, hmm, wonder what this could be. So I I quit it. Yeah, I turned it off. I was like, man, that was just a really bad demo. Like, why even bother? Well, uh, I mean, I think all the demos are like that. Like any of the Picross games. All the games. Picross demos are that bad. Yeah, because I, I, I did play the demo of one of the... What was it? Seven? The, one of them had a demo, and it was the same thing, where it was just like one thing for all these different modes, and it was all the same thing. So I was like, that does sound very familiar to me playing one of the other demos. But it's... I mean, yeah. Picross is Picross. And I... I mean, I have no shortage of Picross in my life, so... Yeah, you and, still and got far that. be it for me to complain yeah. about you still have that good one that that we never beat the one the the murder by numbers yeah the like uh, phoenix right ish one i, I mean like far be it for me one. to complain about something that was free but i just don't understand why they didn't have like three puzzles yeah I it just was that that's the difference it could have been just as like let's get to like a, let's get to at least an eight by eight give us an eight by eight please for free I want to see like uh, what's going to show uh, Vector Man's arm or something. I don't know. I'm always afraid. Like, let, yeah. let me see something else. <laughs> I, I think there's somebody out there who was interested in Picross who'd never played it before who now thinks that it's just shurikens. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Picross is all shurikens. Well, I was like, because, you know, the, the, they don't really, it's not that detailed. You're not going to see like a full like sprite of Sonic. I figured it's just going to be a thing that you're like, what is that? And then it zooms out. It's like, oh, it's Sonic's cheek. Zoomed in. Yeah, that's exactly like, it. That's the way Picross always is. Okay. You know, <laughs> Picross 3D Picross 3D on the DS is is really, really good. And I can recommend that one. If you can find it, grab that game. That one's fun. That one adds the extra, you know, element of the three dimensions, but it does it in a really accessible way. And it's still fun. And I don't whatever new modes they're introducing here are freaking stupid. Yeah, if there are any. So, I mean, so yeah. I am writing off Sega Picross officially. <laughs> if I see the game go on sale for like five bucks, I'll grab eventually. But for now, hell no. Yeah, it's a. I mean, even like, well, there's like seven of them. I mean, I feel like they've kind of maybe they ran out of ideas, and it's like, wait, why don't we do some Sega Pixels, and then yeah. maybe we'll do like I don't know Picross Capcom or Picross Nintendo or something later. Because I have a. Right. I have I have a Picross Twilight Princess like that was a free one that I got for 3ds. Yeah, and I also have that one was cool. I have Pokemon Picross, and those were kind of cool. I mean, I liked both of those. Even though Mario Picross on the DS. Oh, that yeah. Well, there's also Super Nintendo one that's on the Switch for free, Uh which actually I really had a lot of fun playing that. So I mean, yeah, it's that one's great because yeah, chances are you have free Picross if you haven't played it yet. Yeah, play that game for anybody who has the Switch online. As far as I know, there's a ton of of mobile versions of Picross, not all of which are uh, Nintendo or whatever video game themed, but Mm. just don't even bother with the Sega one. It's it's just like, it's it's just clickbait. It's a clickbait clickbait demo. It's clicky. But that's pretty much it for me. 
other than Indy stuff? Well, my big game of the week, actually, well, I, 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 I had two games of the week. So my favorite game of the week is not actually a Switch game. I bought a game for the iPhone. And it's my friend Pedro, Right for Revenge, which like blew away my expectations. Honestly, I thought it would be like kind of a little tchotchke or something. Oh, a nice little reminder of a great game on the Switch. But it actually is a really good game. In fact, I think it's my favorite mobile game that I've ever played. Oh, wow. It's that good. It's that good. And it starts with the controls. So first of all, you tap anywhere to shoot. And then to move, there's no virtual joystick. It's a, you know, it's a platformer, action platformer, but there's no virtual joystick. Good. What that, you do is suck. you... <laughs> they figured it out. And I think, well, so it's... They have slingshot controls. Essentially, you pull back anywhere on the screen. Like and the character, Birds. Like Angry Birds. Uh, and then the character lunges in the opposite direction. And so that lets you chain together movements in like fluid, creative, exciting ways. And I think that all platformers on the phone should control this way. It's just, it really works. Um, it's, it's certainly the best crossover from console to phone that I've ever played. And it, yeah, I'm going to say it's my best best iPhone game of all time. And this is a free trial too. So if you're interested, it's totally worth checking out for free. Only three bucks for the whole game. I say so is that on Apple game. Arcade. I could just try it out on the free trial. It might be. Well, I mean, you, you paid for it, right, John? Is what you're saying? You bought it. I bought it. I went in and bought it. Yeah. And, and you so have, I, and you have Apple Arcade, so you should have got it for free, right? If it was on there. Not all games are free. On, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, not every, it might even not if, be on Apple Arcade. I don't even check, but if it's not on there, you know, I'm not mad because I'm not going to have Arcade, Apple Arcade forever. But I will, I will go back and play this game. It's it's very very good. Um, and when you beat the game too, there's an extra challenge mode where you have to uh, beat each level within a certain amount of time, and that really adds a lot to it. it makes you rethink the levels in more creative ways. And you know, how can I do this a little bit faster? A little bit more efficiently. Definitely, this is a must play. If you've got an iPhone, it's free to try. I'm telling you, it's it's a must play. It's it's if we, I don't know. It made me think for the first time. Do we allow non-Switch games on our game of the year list? We don't. But I will <laughs> say, do I do need to ask? Rather, we normally don't. If I wanted to try this, should I play the first one? You know, should I play through my friend Pedro before I play this? Is there going to be some sort of like plot ruining? kind of details in the sequel or no 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 you can play you can absolutely play this first i think it's just okay. a side i think it's a side story right it's not even, it's a side story yeah i'm yeah. looking at it and it reminds me a lot of a uh, katana zero but with guns which is which i guess is what uh, my friend pedro was also right mm-hmm. right for something yeah that's that, a, yeah, where you go like room to room and kill everybody in the room and i'm sure they can kill you as easily and it's funny that this game came out now because we just did our episode of best endings and i mentioned the original my friend pedro on there and then a couple of days later this comes out so uh yeah i'm gonna my friend pedro kind of mood i guess i'm feeling bananas so <laughs> you feeling like uh knowing people named pedro and calling them yep. friends i feel like the <laughs> controls would be really slippery feeling like uh calling up your pe- <laughs> calling up your pedros yo pedros what's up my other game that i got this week was corpse killer 25th anniversary edition and yes, I've been waiting 25 years to play this shitty, awful FMV game, and I finally got it. And we talked about this on episode. It is a gem. It's a gem, gem of a game. Or two. Did we? I don't remember that. Well, we talked about how you wanted to buy it. Yeah, you, know, like you were you were interested. It was announced. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe it was just yeah. announced. 
Yep, yep. Yeah, it was announced a while ago. It's finally out on the Switch. And uh, I'm telling you, I, I want to build a library of shitty FMV games on the Switch. Mm-hmm. And this is like one of, the, one of the cream of the crop, I think. There's We've got a couple of them already. This is amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. It the is video amazing. footage you sent me, it really does look like it. I think Trey was spot on. It looks like a music video. Like, I think yeah. that the aesthetic and throw like, some hilarious music on top of there, like some weird uh, yeah. 80s. I think stuff the aesthetic of like, yeah, new music videos is very much on. Like, I, I saw like an artist I really like, Dorian Electra, like recently released in the artwork for their EP they're releasing or whatever. And it's literally a mock up of an Xbox 360 cartridge. So they're really leading to this like green and black aesthetic with their whole style and like all the stuff with the the album and, and to me that just kind of speaks to like there's this whole video game aesthetic and pop culture now like i think something like corpse killer and those videos you could literally have like replace those videos with people that are in the band and that would just be the yeah. music video and i think it would be like it would totally like fit the landscape of what music videos look like now so it looks like it there's a lot of, i see a lot of similarities to the way that this is laid out this game and just dance like oh, yeah, kind of a dance game. Yeah, it totally too. looks like one, but with zombies, right? So you have yeah, with so the, the, the way the characters move, the silhouettes or whatever, and uh, yeah, I can they see that. They make no sense on the background, like <laughs> no sense whatsoever. Up. So, like the way the game is is laid out. All right, you have the movie bits, which are the before and after the the gameplay, right? And then the actual gameplay is. Uh, essentially essentially a light gun you know the, the switch doesn't have a light gun but it's, it's a light gun shooter um and the camera is always scrolling to the right and then live action zombies are just ambling about every which way across the screen with no relation to the background Mm-mm. whatsoever so you'll see zombies that are like absolutely off scale from what's actually in, in the, the footage on the background. Like <laughs> there's, there's, there'll be a giant skeleton on the background as the uh, angry video game nerd pointed out one of his videos. And then the zombie will look like he's like five inches tall compared to the skeleton. And, but then there'll be another zombie that's like six feet tall compared to that six inch tall guy. Um, uh, there's the scale is just there's no sense of scale to the game whatsoever and then they'll be like layered on top of each other and then they'll have the same zombie layered on top of uh itself three or four times and And lots of the uh it's crazy the flipped image to make it the flipped image right (laughs) yes it's, Man, those do- those zombies that had the wallet chain, I guess it was just one guy. <laughs> that dude, it, Trey pointed out, it didn't even look like he was t- trying to cause any trouble. He's he just, just walking with his wallet chain. <laughs> he's just walking. He's got his big baggy shorts and his, his wallet chain, and he's walking real <laughs> weird. Yeah, like, like, I don't know if he was supposed to look like he was zombie walking, but he just kind of looked like he was part of the ministry of silly walks. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the ones that like uh, that come at you, which mm. which just look like some really really bad like ghost uh, CGI thing or something. It's like a it's like the Jacob Marley coming to you from some really bad yep. uh, Christmas Carol mm-hmm. uh, like reproduction or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. those guys are, are hilarious. Like I don't know the way They're it, hanging like, on a wire. It like floats. Yeah. It floats at you. I think it's supposed to be walking at you or jumping at you, but it just looks. It just doesn't fit the background or it doesn't fit like any nope. of the zombies that are around it. Mm-mm. 
And it's just so weird. I don't know. There, there's like a Devo video that has animation like that that it reminds me of. This is a new Devo video. Well, new is in like 2005 or something. But yeah. It then, was, uh, then randomly, there'll be the ones that are up close in front, mm-hmm. like the whole screen, like a jump scare. Yeah. And like just this, it's just like a cavalcade of shitty zombies filling the screen, almost like a, like a, a, a glitched out screensaver. It's really, mm-hmm. really weird. And it, it takes the cake for for you just think of somebody so literally like running a mouse around which obviously this is this game's old enough that it was a lot more complicated to make it than than the the that it looks like mm-hmm. <laughs> based on like game creation tools nowadays and all that mm-hmm. and how it's really common to have create your own levels but i just see someone with a mouse being like or click there guy there's a guy click, there's, there's one like, there's one like, yep. oh, let's do three of him right here uh yeah yep. Yep, yep. like there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason how things are placed and, nothing uh, at all i also noticed those jump scare faces like one of the videos you set was just a really bad like green screen job on the top yep. of their head to make it look like the top of their head was blown off oh like, yeah, yep. yeah i don't know what you're it talking just about it looks like they have a green helmet like blocking part of their head in front of a green screen this is one of the best so bad it's good games that i've uh, that i've played in a long and the time. acting yeah the acting you showed is just i mean i, I wasn't surprised <laughs> like, by how bad the acting was yeah. <laughs> But like, I'll tell you, the highlight for me was that wallet chain. It's like, like, it's like I'm so happy chain. you can get a game that has video footage of the 90s wallet chain in it. Like, that exists <laughs> on the Switch now. I mean, he almost looked, a zombie. It was real. He almost looks like a Scott boy or something that guy does from uh-huh. the 90s. So, those, like, so that level that you're big, talking big about. The big pants and, uh, yeah, and the wallet chain. <laughs> that level that you're talking about. So there's the main mission levels that'll progress the story, whatever semblance of a story there is. Then there's the the levels that you get to that you go to to restock various supplies. So there's one where you like uh, have to go uh, get your health, and that, that's a whole separate little side mission. There's one where you have to go get this, that, the other. The one where you have to go get the ammo is the one where you're talking about. And of course, all the, all the zombies in this one are dressed like like gangster rappers or something. Like they're that's with the wallet chains and the big baggy shorts and all that they have like a stereotypical look of oh, because you're going to get weapons the, the zombies have to be gangsters and then they almost look you, like pe- like people from like new metal bands from the 90s to be honestly i didn't really see gangster i mean that's yeah. probably obviously what the story beat was but to me it just like it, i could have watched a pod video of any of those people could have been in there well then in the other one where you're you're I mean wall, wallet health. chain wallet chains were pretty universal in the nineties. I mean a yeah, lot, I lot had, of people I had, had them. Hella wallet chain. Yeah, you had like one made out of like uh paper clips or something. Like or no, and you had a bike you had a, a bike chain one. Yeah, I had a bike chain one. I did a do a paperclip one for a little while. Yeah. And but I had like a real one too that I actually bought from Hot Topic, you know, it was legit. I did have a wallet chain, also from Hot Topic. I never <laughs> never had one because I always rebel against trends. Because <laughs> I'm like, no. Also, yeah, I didn't. I just think it was hilarious that at my high school, like, like the other people that I hated, that you couldn't those. have like your backpack had to be clear and all this stuff. Like they were doing a lot of like security features, but you could have a giant chain hanging from your pants. That's fine. Sure, whatever. <laughs> so I did it. Well, you should buy this game so you can see the wall chain all the time. Uh-uh. I mean, I could just watch the video you uploaded over and over again. I mean, that makes me happy, but sure. Well, what I, what I want to know is how is the control on it? Like is it do you is it motion controlled? Do you control it with the 
analog, no, analog just, stick. How do how do you how do you control it? Analog stick or D pad. That's it. Okay. Then you're just moving the cursor around, and so it was the ability to. Yeah, it works. That's it. So it actually works because yeah, and most of the time you know, motion control. It's we you know it's never we've talked about it many times, but it's not you know. You're never gonna get that Wii pointing the Wii pointer, which is the best thing that we did. We can't. We've never, I, never been able to emulate it on the on the Switch. This is what I think actually makes this sort of a cut above the other FMV games, like like a Night Trap and everything, is that it's the gameplay as stupid and simple as it is. It's actually playable. Like you you just mm-hmm. point at the zombie and shoot. Yeah, and I mean it's like it. You know, it's like a yeah. It's like any of those. Uh, light gun games that are like, you right. know, kind of bad, but still fun. Like, like ghost squad or, or whatever. Uh, there was another one that was supposed to be really bad, but you know, they're, but they're still fun. Cause you can, you know, how to, you know how to play, you know, you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to know all this weird, like extra shit, like, like, you know, night trap, which yeah. Can never figure out how to play that. Like there's no weird, like secret code in there that you have to see from watching different videos of people or stuff like that. It's like, you know, you know how to do it. Like you, point at people and you shoot them that's that so i mean it's kind of it works you know and it can be fun in its own way you know yep. like for people who this one's enjoy like on games and you know weird ones like that and bad games and funny games this is 15 bucks i think i've already gotten my worth out of it as far as laughter it's uh it's one of the funniest games that i've played recently so i, I recommend it take it with the right attitude you'll enjoy this game the price of laughter continues to rise, so I understand exactly what you're saying. I, I think I think I'll get it at some point. Like it's definitely it's it, it's in my wheelhouse. I like I like light gun games. It's weird, you know. And if there's a way to actually use a light gun point. attachment with it, I would. That would be cool. Yeah, I know, but 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 you know that's not going to work well. That's the problem. The switch I know. it doesn't work. <laughs> it's you you want to be reminded of a light gun game that that sucks that doesn't work right. Like I, I I'm happy that it lets you use the joystick and you don't have to actually try to aim it at things. And as far as like the special edition stuff, I think that this is about as good as the game could possibly hope for. Like they have HD quality video. There's a little bit of artifacts and some film scratches and that kind of thing. So since uh, it was filmed it, with actual film, it was right. easily, yeah, yeah. It's not even upscaled, right? If you're just using actual film, then that's HD already. Right. They must have just gone back to the original negatives or something. I don't know what they did, but it looks looks good. Uh, there's an alternate soundtrack. I don't understand what that is, but I saw it was one of the menu options that they um, they have some alternate music. I guess uh, you can access all the FMVs from the menu, and there's even like a nice dedication at the beginning to. Some people who died uh, since the time of the game. The star. Oh, like actors the, and stuff? Yeah, like the the main guy is uh, the actor Vincent Schiavelli. He was best known probably for playing the ghost in Ghost. Yeah, who I remember talking about Patrick this Swayze. on the podcast. Yep. Right. Yeah. So they did a little dedication to him and he's, then the director. Dead? Yeah, he died. I remember it being in the news a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, I didn't know yep. that. Mm-hmm. Now he's now he can haunt uh, trains on his own. Now he's he's doing it mm-hmm. in the and in the next life or whatever. Or be a mad zombie that. doctor, you know. Yeah. <laughs> why not um, both? Why not both? Yes, live the dream. Por qué no los dos? <laughs> and the director John Lafia, who also uh, directed Child's Play too, so they did dedications to both of them, which I thought was pretty nice and unexpected for for a video game to start that way. So, yeah, that's it for me. But my pick of the week is my friend Pedro. Everybody go play that. It's free to try and only three bucks. I say buy it. 
for sure. Yeah. No, it looks cool. Like from, from what I saw, maybe I'll, maybe next time I say content wise compared to the first game, it was far less though, right? It's far less. Yeah. It's, I'd, I'd so say it's, I got more... it's a legit expansion in the sense that it's priced for the amount of content. Yeah. I think I spent maybe, I probably played about three, three hours worth, mm-hmm. which, you know, that works out with our equation mm-hmm. dollar an hour. And I'm going to keep playing it, even though I, even though I beat it already. Cause well, first of all, the challenge of the, the new mode is, is, uh, is, is keeping me coming back. And, Would you consider uh, playing it on your iPad with a controller? Like, has that occurred to you to, to do that? I think it actually would do be better. It, I think it actually, they've actually done it to where it, it's preferable to use. It might not have a controller screen. setting or, or does it? I don't I guess think if so. it's not on Apple Arcade, it, pro- it may not. Yeah, but, in, yeah, you, no. but but you're saying that the way that you control that is better is yes. the touchscreen mm-hmm. control is better than than trying to like fake a virtual you know control. Pad but you played it on your the best way iPhone, not on your iPad. I played it on both. Okay, yeah. okay, you okay. can play it yep. on either. Yeah. Yep. If it's new enough, uh, I think that the they figured out the controls. It's actually that good that it'd be more enjoyable using the touchscreen versus hooking up a a, a controller for this one. Like they designed it around the system that it's on, and they did a great job. The game that I was trying to think of that uh, that Corpse Killer reminds me of is Target Terror. That's that's the one. Okay. Do, you, do you remember that um, one? That was a live action. I remember the name. It was a live action it shooter like. game. It, it's supposedly terrible. It was released for Wii. Like they uh, they ported it to Wii. It was an arcade game, uh, yep. and it's yep. really bad. And it was the butt of, butt of the jokes of many things. But Target Terror, yeah, that one's supposed to be really awful. But it might actually be worth getting. It's worth. Uh, it looks I like. Can find it. It looks like Corpse Killer. Yeah, like it's I mean, the same I, sort I of really, really bad. Uh, really, you know, it's like, you know, uh, recorded people, actual actors, mm-hmm. like getting shot and all that stuff. That's that's what that game reminded me of. But yeah, let's. Uh, why don't we take a break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the indie showcase and all that stuff. Indie world. So be Heck right yes. back. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Domain. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over. Uh, kind of out of nowhere, they brought out another indie showcase today, a 20-minute thing that happened for the Switch. I thought it was pretty good for the most part. Like, there's a, I feel like about half of the stuff that was on there was available today, so that's pretty cool. And something that I noticed that was, I think this is the first time they've done it, but if you go to the eShop, you can just, mm-hmm. right on the first page, you can go directly to Indie Showcase, and it will show you all of the games that are out from oh, that cool. showcase. And it'll also show you the ones that you can pre-order. So anything that you can buy is right there. And I like them actually having one everything in a folder now, which they've ne- I don't think they've ever done that before. So that was really cool. That was really convenient because I was like, because there were some games that I didn't even know were out that were on there, and I ended up buying a few, buying a couple of them, which we'll talk about. But I sensed in general that they're they're trying to be a little bit more strategic about it about how they showcase these games because for the first time ever they actually have a whole section of games for also just for updates on, on games from previous indies and i thought well, that was cool i mean but those aren't actually that's not actually updates so those games weren't released until today so that was actually confusing in in the presentation because those games actually weren't released before so they're well, not- what they meant was like updates these are games that we previously talked about in oh another sure yeah yeah direct yeah but here's here's further news on them yeah which they never did that before i thought that's okay they're actually trying to continue the conversation on these games rather than yeah show them and <laughs> abandon them that's cool yeah it's like remember that uh what was that one game that was like dead forever that came out and that wasn't that great the one where you shoot people and they become huge you remember that game oh yeah Murph- morphe's law yeah it's like uh yeah, remember Murphy Murphy's Law? Here it is. <laughs> you know, that's what I thought of when I saw that. But yeah, no, it was cool the the way they presented that, where it's like, oh yeah, here's uh stuff we announced before, and now they're available now. You know, because yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of these, a lot of these indies, you know, like the the stuff will just disappear. Like, what was it, Monico's Nightclub or whatever it was called? Like that was announced like mm-hmm. four years ago, <laughs> and it's never and it never it disappeared. Like, and we never saw it again. So, you know, I feel like sports stories kind of in that same category, too, where it was like announced however many years ago and then it just disappeared and like we haven't seen anything about it. I think sports story was last E3. It was not that long ago. Was it? No, it wasn't this year's E3. Like maybe last year's. I don't know. It feels like it was a long time ago. I feel like there's so many of these uh, indie things that they all kind of blur together. But yeah, that's true. Um, But I thought they had a solid really like the solid available today 
amount. Like it was pretty exciting. That's what I'm saying. It was like almost half of them, at least, maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But let's just let's just run down the games. Actually, this first one, whenever I watch these indies, I'm always like kind of prepared for like any game that I like to be possibly available. So I'm trying to like prepare myself, like you know, because sometimes there'll be like multiple ones that are available today, and I can't afford it. But I'm always like ready to be like, oh wait, is this out today? Is this out today? Like whenever I see something. And this first one, I actually would have totally bought. I would have like paid like forty dollars for it or whatever. If that's what it were released for. Uh, and it's a uh, bomb rush cyberfunk, which is a spiritual successor to Jet Grind Radio. And I remember like seeing this announced before, and I think the guy, one of the soundtrack people, is the same as Jet Grind Radio. It does actually have some similarities to the original series. I think so, but it, yes, it had, looks but it looks had, awesome uh, from what I saw of it today. I think it looks fucking great. I had Jet Grind Radio on Dreamcast and uh, loved that game when it came out. When it came out, and uh, you know. It's been pretty much dead since the Xbox One, I think, until like 2005. They had an Xbox One, but uh, it's great that somebody else is picking up the mantle to actually continue the series in spirit. I've never, uh, I never got, I never got to play Jet Grind Radio, but a lot of people talked really highly of it. Yep. And from from what this was showing, like it very much, the style kind of reminded me of the old uh, of the DS Tony Hawks, you know, like kind of with the low poly. But it's like there's like an yeah. adventure mode based around skating and grinding and all that, and I'm I'm into that, you know. And you Which get it, and you, you have a jetpack as well, and it looks it looks cool. It looks like fun, a lot of fun. Those Tony Hawk games, I'm sure, were influenced by Jack Grind Radio because I believe Jack Grind was yeah, because it, it was before. first to really have that kind of style. In fact, cell shading wasn't even really a term when that came out. To in my recollection, um, that was more like. 2001 or 2002 like when i remember they came out the game called cell damage and that's when people started to talk about oh, cell shading but their grind radio uh, at the time was something completely alien i, I have i have cell damage for uh Switch. what was that what was that cgi cartoon that was uh that had cell shading i'm remembering now it was something ae reboot no 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 titan ae titan ae titan AE, yes it's a movie was it cell shaded i don't remember yeah, it was fully it was, it, was, it was like a sci-fi. I thought it was computer animated. I so watched, I watched it, it once. Computer, it is computer animated, but they made it, it made to look like, like a cartoon. 2D. Right. Yeah, and that would have been around that time. Yeah. But Jack Grind, Jet Set Radio, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. is uh, that's a, a, sort of a landmark game that way to set a new visual style of cell shading. And, and this looks, if you didn't know any better, you would assume that this was another Jet Grind radio game so they've done a fantastic job replicating the look of it and i hope they've done a great job of replicating the gameplay because i am gonna buy this game so uh uh, hideki naganuma who did uh who did the music for jet set radio sega rally and yakuza is doing music for this as well so is going to have music on this game so that's the similarities between the two games so that's cool is uh is i remember there was there was something that was actually it's kind of it's a spiritual successor, but it does have people who worked on the other game in a way. And yeah, I thought it looked awesome. Like I really loved the I really loved the style. Like I like the world. Like I I was like sign me up. Like is this coming out today? I'm buying it right now. Like I was in that position. I was like I will buy this now. Unfortunately, it's not coming out until next year, so we have to wait for that. <laughs> it's coming out in 2022. But yeah, I was definitely 100 percent on board for Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. What did, what did you think, Jeremy? Did it intrigue you at all? Yeah, I mean, 
it looks like um more you know like it's verging on the level of like a triple a game in the sense that you're seeing like the production right. values of like a first party sort of thing so I, I guess if there's like shared resource, is there any sort of like Kickstarter campaign attached to this? Was this like one of those games or? I don't know. I don't think so. I thought it just got announced or maybe there was a Kickstarter, but I remember just being announced being like, hey, this is like Jet Grind Radio. And it was like maybe a year ago that mm. it was announced, but I haven't actually seen footage of it. But yeah, I thought this looked really good. And it's, it's just, it's got like, when you see like a, a spiritual sequel with uh, someone involved in it, it just makes me think of band or uh, ukulele. <laughs> yeah, ukulele. I just want to be like Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Kazooie. That's not it, Jeremy. That's what I keep wanting to <laughs> that's, say. That's a different yeah, game. Yeah, ukulele. But I think of that like because they had so many people from you know that developed Banjo Kazooie, and sure. it turned out okay. I mean, whatever. The, sec- the it was second fine. one was better. The 2- yeah, the two D one was much better. Than but the no, I mean, I am interested. Just like you, Trey, I haven't really played Jet Grind Radio, Jet Set Radio, whatever the name of it was. I get confused if if it's called both. I think one was Jet a sequel. Set in Japan. Jet no. Set is the title in Japan. Okay. Jack Ryan is the title over here. I thought there okay. were. I thought there were two though. I thought there was a sequel. I thought there was, there Jack, was Jack Ryan there was, and Jet Set. Uh, yes. So on Xbox, the original Xbox, the sequel was Jet Set Radio Future. They okay. went with. They abandoned Jack Grind. So it just uh, existed in the first one, which was yeah. also, I believe, on Dreamcast. That's where I yep. always wanted to play it. Jet Jet Grind Radio was on Game Boy Advance, also. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I ran, ran on for the whatever to- reason. I ran on the Tony Hawk engine, the the Game Boy Advance I, Tony sh- Hawk engine. I've surely tried it at some point in time, and I think I've tried it at a convention or something. Just didn't understand it, but I do look for it. I mean, enough people like this game. There's got to be a good reason why it's so legendary, and the whole I don't even know what it is like a extreme sports genre kind of mm. game, but it's an adventure mode at the same time. Yeah, have like, you ever played the Sonic? Uh, adventure two with all the the grinding on the rails mm-hmm. imagine that when he was on the land like uh, he was also like sonic had uh, rollerblades mm-hmm. and then he had to uh, spray paint certain areas that are uh, marked for for graffiti like that's pretty much it so it's a bit like, like tony hawk i mean yeah yes. you, you do do that yeah. in later tony hawk games and like the underground <laughs> ones you do graffiti yeah. walls including like the, that so. one way yeah and when you do the graffiti, yeah. you have to move the joystick in certain directions. Mm-hmm. It'll show you almost like a music rhythm game. You know, do this with the joystick, that with the joystick. Which it is kind of a music game too, right? Like, isn't there some sort of correlation between how you carry out your moves and the music itself, or like a rhythm? I don't thing? recall that. I, that I don't. I'm not know. sure. It, it didn't. It didn't look like it from what I saw on this, and I don't think. The well, original... I just mean the original Jet. I was Set like, I don't radio. think Jet Set Radio or Grind did. I think it just had a really okay. good soundtrack. Okay. And that's what people remembered of it. It, it leaned yeah. into like the DJ side yeah. of music. Maybe you're thinking more of like Space Channel 5 or something. You know what? That is what I'm thinking of. Because those are like the same mm-hmm. time. It was like the same time period. And that was more like a right. dance rhythm thing. Mm-hmm. I'm getting those two things convoluted. But yeah, yeah I do remember Jet Grind Radio. That's all I'm saying. It was... I always wanted to play. It was it. one of a few yeah. like Dreamcast games I never really owned or played on my system. I, I always wanted it. I remember. I remember that it was, it was always on my list. So, but now I can play a version of it, and this version looks great. So, very excited. I mean, if about both it. of you get it, and there if there is multiplayer or whatever, though, I'll I'll get it. I think I'm ready to try it for real. Yeah, no, I think it looks cool. 
Uh, moving on. Uh, how do you pronounce this one? Tome? Toem. 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 Before we go forward, I should mention the thunderstorm going on right now. You might have heard that one. Oh, but if yeah. you hear any weird stuff in the background, yep, that's what's happening. Or if you get like disconnected, thunder, right. or if you get shocked through your iPad or something. Like, All right, yeah. come on now. Um, yeah, yeah, this is the final destination of the podcast. <laughs> Uh, Toem is a uh, black and white. It, it actually kind of reminds me, weirdly enough, I don't know, it reminds me of Super Paper Mario and uh, Metroid Other M. Just because it's like, you know, it has like a it has like a camera angle where it's on top of the thing, but you can switch mm. it to like a first person angle with you, when you have a camera and you can take pictures and stuff. That's why it reminds me of those games because, you know, in the time of the Wii, they were all pushing weird stuff like that. Like Other M where it's 2D until you point your thing at the screen and then it changes to first person like it reminds me of that type of thing but it, it looks it looked, it looked pretty quirky i mean it's like um yeah. it, it's like an adventure of, and, and you take pictures of stuff i like the way it would transition from one thing to another uh the art style is cool it's pokemon snap thing i guess with more of a adventure right, i thought it looked like pokemon snap meets link's awakening sure i could see that to me it definitely has uh, some dna of overdead return of overdead but I think that's maybe more the aesthetic, but especially when it switches into the first person mode for the photography sections, like, I think that's actually rendered separately. It doesn't look like they're like using 3d models or whatever, but I, it just really reminded me of these still images that you like can literally move in 3d space with an overdid. Oh, it's also black and white. Yeah. I was going to say it's, they're both black and white for sure. That mm-hmm. one, that one's coming out in the fall of 2021. Um, that's, I mean, that's a maybe for me. I don't know. I was in, intrigued by it maybe. From, what, from what I saw about it. Same. How about Loop Hero? I thought Loop Hero looked like like Hades, but where you were creating the dungeon. Loop Hero has been getting a lot of good. I've heard people talk about Loop Hero. I've heard a yeah. lot of people like just praising it like crazy. So mm-hmm. that was kind of another one that I thought would be like, and this is out today, you know, because it's kind of been out for a while on Steam, and I've heard people talk up and down about it. So. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know what you do on it, but people love it. So I mean, and to it's, me, it looks yeah. like a, a throwback to an old like computer game. So like maybe not a like the in between between like the black and white computer games and the like CD ROMs. Like it really looks the old like, MS DOS games. Yeah, like late eighties maybe, but it reminds me a little bit of Gauntlet, and it's sort of like busy. <laughs> sure. Busy and then tiny little sprites and stuff, but hero needs food. But I really am interested in this. I think just the look of it is alone. Interesting. I'm wondering. And it's a Devolve Devolver Digital, so mm-hmm. they uh, they have pretty they good, make track, good stuff track record. So I'm wondering why it's called Loop Hero and the font is the Guitar Hero font. <laughs> I I don't because hero. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was uh, from what I kind of what I was guessing is like it, yeah, it's like the gameplay the gameplay loop of an RPG or grinding, but you kind of mm-hmm. create it on your own, and that's it's sort of like turning the traditional RPG on its head, which is always fun for me. Like different different versions of that. So right, it's yeah. almost like the whatever that game was where you played the merchant. I never played that, but that's like oh, an yeah. attempt to like change up the RPG. Like well. Yeah, there play was... a different character, play an NPC. Well, in this case, you're like kind of playing the game designer almost on the fly. Mm-hmm. It's I like for... the the Bugs Bunny cartoon. I wish I, that game had the weirdest name ever. I have it on 3ds. I, I know there's been different ones where you play the merchant, but I play. But I have the one where you 
where, where you play the merchant on 3ds and it was like mm. a download only game and it mm. had such a weird ass name to it it's all it's also a part of um <coughs> it's also a part of dragon quest 4 where you play yeah. as um as the i can't remember his name right now it's going to come to me later i know anyway one, one of the opening chapters you play a merchant and you can just you just go and collect items and sell them to other heroes on their own things and it's pretty cool so I, I I really what is it Ternico Ternico is his name, so yeah it's a uh, it was it was really cool, and yeah I I don't know I mean it, people really like it so I mean I'm sure if it's not super expensive I'll uh, check it out I think if it's twenty or below I'll, I'll buy this day one. What do you guys think of far changing tides? I thought that looked pretty cool. Swim it's like game a right? Limbo it, or <laughs> lots lots inside. of water in it. Yeah, lots of water and ships, and I thought it looked nice. I wasn't really sure exactly what was going on in it but i think it's a puzzle adventure platformer on a boat puzzle adventure platformer on a boat sounds sounds about right Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah i guess this one i I watched that i watched the video of the night i also was a little confused by what i thought it looked pretty like that's pretty much i was like oh this looks pretty but i don't really know exactly exactly what it's doing are you in the necro barista final pour so okay, so so this game this game has actually existed for a while. I was trying to figure out if it was like a sequel or anything, but Necro Barista is it's like a kind of kind of like a visual novel, uh, but mm-hmm. you uh, first person you can walk around through the area, and I guess it's been out for a while. But this is like the definitive edition of it. Final Pour is like is the newest version with an extra story added to it, but it's been out for a while, I guess, on Steam and all that, and people really like it. I liked. I thought it was really the idea of like, when you die, you get one night to talk to the living again over a cup of coffee. I think is a really interesting right. idea, you know, and involved with it. So I was, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a visual story about coffee and death, <laughs> and it's like an anime inspired, you know, type of thing. And you can actually, uh, you have it highlighted on here, John, but you right. can create your own stories on there with like dialogue and stuff like that. That kind of reminds me of. Uh, what was that one? Wargroove. It's like that Wargroove game where you could make your whole campaign. You could make your own campaign on there with dialogue and stuff. This reminds me of that Valhalla game that was like... Oh, like it was just so weird with the exclamation points. Right, right. It's like a, it's a cyberpunk game where you're a bartender in the future and you're making drinks for all these different characters that are coming through. It's, it's definitely a visual novel, but you're also supposed to learn their drink or preferences and that affects the the dialogue i'm not sure if that's how this plays but it just it's kind of a similar thing like because it's literally like you're making these drinks but you're using these really weird chemicals to synthesize them you're not actually using the the different bottles of liquor to make the cocktails so i just don't know what the difference is necro barista maybe you actually like Make the little like foamy foam art on the latte or whatever. Well, you actually, I, I was trying to like poke around because I did, I was really close to buying this game. I don't know, just out of curiosity. But I think you do, I think you kind of do something where you take like zombies and make them into coffee. Like that's the whole like necro barista thing. Oh. So you take zombie bodies and turn them into, because that's a whole part that they totally missed to talk about in this direct. But I think that's a big part of the game is collecting dead bodies and turning them into whatever and turning them into coffee. So. I don't know. It just seems kind of weird and interesting, and I yeah, I was I almost bought it, but I decided to get a couple other things instead. But 
It's still kind of on my maybe list. I think it's on sale. I think it's like $2 off for like the next. Like, I say it's like pretty cheap. It's for a, like of a, all the games that came out today, besides one, it was the cheapest. It's a, it's like, um, yeah, it's on sale to the 24th, 15% off. Uh, you can get, you can get it on there. Um, I don't know. It's, it was, it's reviewed really well. Like it has like a pretty high medic. It has like an 80% Metacritic score from, from what I saw. So, you know, it looks weird. What about Garden Story? Uh, Garden Story, I felt actually this one I actually thought was already out already, but it, it wasn't. <laughs> it was a, maybe I just saw a release for it or maybe it's just been floating around the, uh, soon to be released titles or whatever yeah, but so this uh, this wasn't out for anything it was a simultaneous release across all platforms it's a timed exclusive for switch is what it's what they were saying for the so i guess it's not out for anything else right now it's on switch it's on steam as well oh, okay maybe they mean console exclusive console mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely on steam because there was a demo before the release which i, I didn't find out until today and I couldn't find the demo on Steam. Maybe I need to dig a little deeper, or maybe they pulled it. But a lot of the comments I saw on it were, you know, posted within hours of the game releasing, where people were just like, "Well, not comments, but reviews." That's how Steam works. And they're like, "This is great!" So I played like two hours. So I, I, as far as professional reviews, because I'm really interested in this game, I guess I should have led with that. This looks like it's totally up my alley. This looks like a really cute Stardew Valley kind of. Probably a more simplified version of Stardew Valley, you know, and um, I'm into it. And I'm, I'm all about games that are relaxing. That's a genre I can really get behind. So sure. as long as it's engaging while it's relaxing and it doesn't actually put me to sleep, there's there's a delicate balance to be re- to be reached there. But um, yeah, I, I had my finger hovering over the the buy button on this one several times today. And I think the only thing that's kept me from buying it is... Yeah, the price because it's twenty bucks, the, right? If it was like a little less, I would buy it. But I know I can't play it right now. I don't have time to play it, and it looks complicated. So I don't know. Um, I have a good. I have a feeling that I will have bought this by next week. I, I like the. Uh, I like the art style. I think it looks nice. Like the, like the way it, the way it moves. You mm-hmm. know. And all that. So like anytime I've thought this much about. Right. Anytime I've thought this much about buying a game, I usually end up buying it. So I'll probably have it by next week. I just didn't really have time to play it. But uh, I get so the one review I read said that the it does have like a learning curve to it where you have to mess around because the tutorials aren't super great. So you can get all the way through the game and miss out on a lot of what it has to offer, which might be okay. Like maybe that's the part of the idea of like expanding the gameplay. But uh, as far as like the farming aspect, which I was really interested in, I guess that's something that you have to kind of figure out yourself. So that's what I'm a little turned off by. I was really hoping it would have like the systems would all be integrated. You couldn't just like neglect one completely and still finish the game. So that's what's kind of, held me off even more than the price mm. the yeah but before we move on i just have to mention uh i found uh, i figured out what that name what the name of that weapon game or what that merchant game was for 3ds and i just have to say it because it's hilarious it would always because i have this game and it would always say this whenever you open it up it was called a uh, weapon shop de omase is what it's called yep and i had that game for 3ds the one where you uh 
it had like a touchscreen thing where you would build swords and you would sell it to people on other adventures and stuff like that. And it was weird. And the name of it was hilarious. So I just had to find it. Weapon Shop Day Omase. Let's move on to this is one that I thought was kind of funny, but I don't think I'll buy it. But I did think it was kind of hilarious just looking at it as a. And I, I think I've heard of games similar to this before on Switch, but Boyfriend Dungeon. At first glance, it seems like a dungeon where you keep your boyfriend. Well, basically, yeah, you go through dungeons and you use your sword to kill people in the dungeon, but your sword is also a person that you can date. It's what it is. Your sword can turn into a human (laughs) that you can date. So it's a dating game mixed with dungeon crawler. I don't know. I think it's funny. I don't know. If it was like like $5, I would have went for it, but it's like 20 bucks. So I'm like, "Eh, I don't know. It's not funny enough for 20 bucks, but you know. I haven't played a lot of dating sims. I've played some games that had those elements to it, and I've enjoyed that stuff. Like, I think it's really cool. So I was interested. I guess I I would need to, like, know a little bit more about the actual gameplay because you're essentially, that's how you level up your weapons is by romancing them. So that's, I guess that's the gimmick I'm gathering. Like, you know, it's it's like a relationship dialogue tree kind of thing to (laughs) upgrade your weapons, maybe. I don't know, but. I'm I mean, intrigued. That, I mean, that sounds kind of funny too, because that's. I like guess another when it all comes down to twist it, twist on the it RPG looks, genre. It looks like another Hades type, which is okay, but I'm not ready for that right now. I mean, but it's it's not roguelike, is it? Or maybe it is. I'm just talking about that, like isometric, top down, hack and slash, or whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah. Just not my, not something I'm wanting to get back into yet. I had my fill with Hades, and I tried playing. Um, Man, why am I having such a hard time remembering games? You, what was the you, uh, you played another one that was like that, right? Or you played a demo right, of it or something? It was made by Supergiant, and I actually bought it. Um, it was the previous entry, and I'm gonna have to look it up. Mm. Well, it's a big game, and the music's great. Well, while you're looking at it in the background, we'll keep we'll keep talking about these. Speaking of stuff that people bought, uh, Axiom Verge Two. I bought that game. Just because I don't know, I have I have Axiom Verge one. I played it. I played a decent amount of it on Wii U when it because it was on Wii U. Has a really good soundtrack. I bought the soundtrack also uh, way back when. I have it for Switch. Never played it on Switch just because it was on sale. But I played it. I played about halfway through on the Wii U one, and I thought it was pretty cool. Axiom Verge two is a prequel to Axiom Verge one, so you don't have to beat Axiom Verge one to play it. I don't know. It's more Metroidvania stuff, and I really like the soundtrack, so I just kind of just jumped on it. It's on sale also. Uh, it's like a couple a couple bucks off, so I think I got it for I like bought, 17 or 18 I bought the first Axiom Verge, I think, after hearing a podcast where the, the uh, developer or the creator, whoever the guy is who, like, kind of, like, I'm not sure how much, how many people worked on the game, but... I think it's just one guy. Like he, did, he did the soundtrack, too, which I thought was really cool. He wrote the soundtrack. Okay, yeah. Well. Well, I think he was on, I think it must have been Retronauts. It was on Retronauts, yeah. But I ended up getting it on the Wii U, and I played fairly far into it. I, I don't know. I gave up on it, and it's been so long that now I'm just like, do I need to play? Do I need to fire my Wii U and try to play through that again? Or do I need to restart it? Do I continue? You probably got to restart it. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a Metroidvania. You got to know most of the land i guess i remember that i got to the point where you unlock you basically instead of getting like a instead of turning into a ball you basically get like a face hugger creature from alien that you can control Mm -hmm. that walks around that's as far as i got and i stopped playing there which i guess that's that that happens to me a lot where i play a game and i really like it and i get this thing that like opens the game up 
and then I just don't play it again. <laughs> I just like put it it's down. It's almost like you get overwhelmed. And I'm excited like about tutorial. I'm excited about getting to that, and then I just get distracted by something this... else, and I don't come back. And I was like, but I was at this great part. Like, why did I not do that? I don't know. I think it might have come out around the same time as uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X, if I remember correctly. It might have. And I think that might have been why you stopped playing it. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. So, so it, I did remember the I game it. I was talking about, uh, Transistor. And to me, like that oh, Boyfriend yeah. Dungeon reminded me a lot of that because you are talking to your sword the whole time. Like that's a character oh. in Transistor. And it's got like the same kind of perspective. So I think that's kind of why I was like, I don't know. Because well, I already also, have a game kind of like that. Well, also, don't have Skyward Sword. I was going to say, don't forget, uh, <laughs> Fee, Fi. Yeah. She is, uh, she is your fucking sword also. So, I mean, she's like the Wait, same. Wait, is, is that why she keeps asking why I've never bought her flop? Oh. <laughs> oh, she, no. She, she's, uh, you know, she's like <laughs> the singing sword from uh, <laughs> from uh, Roger Rabbit or whatever. Oh, that's that's creepy when she sings. Yeah, I posted it on Twitter. It's terrifying. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to put it on Slack so John can see it. But I, she always terrified me, her singing, because they're, you know, it's they're singing in the background of the game, but her mouth doesn't move, and it's like, if there's like a singing, she's just like, like it's like it's so it's so terrifying. It always freaked me out, and it's just she's it's, like it's one uniform terrifying. color, so even the inside of her mouth is just like that. Yeah, it's it's blue or whatever. It if you doesn't. remember, if you remember the way that the characters moved in Majora's Mask when they played something, but it's never on beat, that would always bother me too. Where like you have the drums and they're playing, and it's like not playing along with with actually playing. You can do that really easy with ocarina because you can't tell like whether what they're playing or not. But for any of the other instruments, it looks really strange, where they're obviously not playing what's playing in the background. Blah blah. But shovel knight pocket dungeon, I thought this one looked kind of cool. I mean, shovel knight's great. It's a great series. Uh, I know they've already kind of dabbled in puzzle stuff before, but this one kind of looked cool. I don't know. What did you guys think? Reminds me a little bit of like Wario's Woods, but with. Did look like Wario's Woods. Picking yeah. stuff up. Grindstone. Mm. Also Grindstone. Yep. Which I haven't played Grindstone, so. But yeah, it was like a puzzle adventure. I'm like, yeah, I'm into that. But it, yeah, it's not coming out till holiday, so maybe it'll come out then. Maybe it won't. I've lost track of, are there, isn't there like a couple other puzzle night, or like show night games? Obviously there was like the there was the There was the King of Cards. Like, wasn't that a puzzle game? Or right. no, one of them had a puzzle mode on it. So there has been. Mm. Uh, Shovel Knight puzzle thing, but this was them. They partnered with another company to to make this one in particular. But yeah, I'm trying to remember what Shovel Knight Dig is. That's another thing. Oh yeah, that's a different one also. Oh well, that was that was also partnered with another thing, with another company. So they're just mm-hmm. just putting Shovel Knight all over the place, which you know, they really are. Just play the regular one. It's cool. It's like their Mario. It is their Mario. <laughs> you know, it's their. Uh, I mean, they released it's their it. Scrooge McDuck. I thought it was interesting. You can uh, you can scan any of the um, any of the amiibo, any of the Shovel Knight amiibo, and they will give you a, a little fairy to follow you in the game. So it uses amiibo, and I know Jeremy has one. Has that one? I actually I have, have one. So there you go. You have one that it, that, it, that it can work with that. Uh, the next one I actually bought. Jeremy did too. Uh, Islanders. You bought it. Islanders console edition. Five dollar game. Five dollars, yeah, and it looked it looked kind of cool. Um, actually, you know, it took me a minute to figure it out. I, I got like three game overs before I figured out what to actually do in the game because they don't really tell you. You kind of have to figure it out. See, there's not a time limit though, so you can move stuff around and figure out where. 
the, the highest point values are. That's sort of how I started to figure it out. I just I just didn't understand what was happening. I just I thought it was mm-hmm. a tutor- tutorial mode that was just oh, telling okay. me that was just telling me how to build stuff on the islands. And once you run out of stuff to build, the game's over. So I just didn't understand that the point was to like generate a certain amount of points to unlock more stuff to build, and it never mm-hmm. really ends. And once I figured that out. I played it for I played it for like an hour or so and I was like, well this is pretty cool actually. You know, like it's I thought it looked did like Did you just keep abandoning your islands and going to new islands or did you just hang out? Uh I mean I, I built it I like built it up until I unlocked like the next level of stuff and then I went to the other island. I've only I only have two islands, so I guess I haven't gotten that far on there. But it also took me a minute to figure out how to work how to use it because I don't know, I was just not figuring out the uh, the points and all that, but it, yeah, it's so cool. it's a lot like Sim City, but like really, really like reduced, really basic, yeah. But I kind of yeah, like, like that also, where they don't really tell you anything; they're just like, do it. You know, you're moving stuff around, and so it, it, it's all choice based. It's all random. So you know, the level you get is randomly generated. You get two random types of things to choose from. So like, it's usually like lumberjack or like seaweed farming initially or like town or well it'll get to that where you can do like town, yeah you yeah. get to town eventually but you start out with some sort of like pioneering or whatever kind of thing where you're like getting the resources without really like getting into the, like the thick of the island or whatever but you'll start out like i usually will start with the seaweed farm if that's what they give me because then you can put all your you can build seaweed fields out in the ocean and you have all this space because you have the open sea and the with all fields, you put them closer and then you get like point multipliers when they're closer together. So really it all comes down to just sort of like figuring out that it just keeps giving you new systems. You build uh, like things that are better in proximity to other things. So mansions want to be near city centers. Houses want to be near other houses, but they want to be near like natural things at the same time. And like, you can't have two lumberjacks living too close to each other. Or they like, yeah, one like one tracks points from the, the other, other one. one. Yeah. I thought that right. was interesting. And yeah, they all have like kind of a bubble around like all the things you build. So mm-hmm. how it reacts with another thing. And I thought that was neat. Like it's, yeah, a lot of it gets kind of complicated like that, where some will be like, well, if it's by this or this or this, and there's like five different things that it's by, we'll multiply. And it's kind of cool. But it's really, it's it, boiled yeah. down to just yeah. one solid point based score where you're, you know, maybe you'll add some points, but you'll take some away at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then you have a limited amount of moves to reach a total amount of points, or it gives you a game over. Mm-hmm. Is what it comes down to. So and really, it, you just want yeah. to keep like get your island to the target score, move on to the next island like as soon as you can. Which I've I've also I almost beat the second island, but I was like ten points shy. Yeah, I was. I think I was close to beating the second island also. But yeah, it's very much like um, I forget. I forget what I was going to say. Oh yeah, I mean it's like uh, yeah, you just you just build up the points and get to the next thing. And it reminds me a lot of SimCity. Like you get the same sort of satisfaction from it, and it's also great because you don't have to leave an island like when it first asks you to. Like you can keep hanging out, and then when you move to the new island, you keep your score. So you're chasing a high score. Ultimately, it's got that old school game feel, and so you you could just hang out on your first island just completely overpopulate it and i don't know if that starts to reduce your score or whatever but well, i think do event, what you yeah. can to maximize the amount that you're getting then you just abandon it which is what i was saying <laughs> earlier i was like i played god and then and it was kind of relaxing like it is super relaxing and it also kind of feels like god where you like set the universe in motion and then 
I'm not a deist. I'm just kidding. But. Let it let it go. Yeah. <laughs> he just like let it go. But seriously, though, it is kind of like this whole like, okay, well, uh, I'm bored of this now. I'm going to go somewhere else. And then you like, come as back. A, as a god, it's kind of funny. Can you go back? It's like, and, it, and if you can come back later and everybody's mad at you because everything's on fire. Why did you I don't leave? think you can ever go back. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you can in this game. But I was like, hypothetically, if the, if you could. And it's kind of really cool. Pissed. I like the way it like goes from island to island because it'll like slowly move away from the island and then it all of a sudden like accelerates really, really quickly. It gives you the sense of like distance of how far these islands are apart from each other. So they won't interact yeah. with the other people. Right. And that'll happen even if you get a game over. You'll like say, all right, we'll try again. And then it'll move some direction, you know, far away. So you get this impression that you're just like, creating this entire world whether or not you ever see these islands again like you're putting islands all over the place and then either you're like failing them and you have to leave or you're giving up on them because you need more space and it's just a really weird game but i think there's a lot of depth to it and i'm actually having a lot of fun with it i've probably put about an hour into it as well yeah it's 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 great for a five dollar game like i said it's it's cheap and you'll definitely i'm sure you'll if you put any effort into it you'll definitely get those five hours out of that and i thought it was i don't know it looked cool and it was it was so cheap like it's if it was like twenty dollars i wouldn't have gone for it but i was like five i was like oh well you know five dollars it's like renting a game like if you remember back when we could rent Mm -hmm. games it's like you you know you just get to try this thing and if you don't like it you only spent five dollars on it no big deal nbd man there's a worse there's worse uh more expensive food out there that you can get i say we got nbd but the next one is tbd <laughs> Metal Slug Tactics. This game is. A, I remember hearing about this from somewhere, and I just thought it was such a bizarre idea. But I think it was on a previous direct. It kind of it kind of intrigues me. Like this, uh, you know, uh, Metal Slug. Uh, we're like action arc- arcade games, you know, where you'd play through them once, and that's that. You know, I think I had the Metal Slug collection for Wii. I always had cool art, but I I, I always have a hard time. Like I, I want to be into turn based strategy stuff, but I just never can get that far into them but i think this one does look interesting and i'll probably buy it and play it for however many hours and then not finish it like i'd like hmm. put it back with the uh, fire emblem three houses and all that other stuff that i really want to get through but i don't know it looks cool it's an interesting idea i like i like the idea of taking an action gaming and turning it into a more rpg thing that i find that intriguing and they were obviously big fans of it i think it's made by the same company that did streets of rage 4 like it's it's in that same umbrella either streets of rage 4 or uh wonder the wonder boy 3 which i think they're the same same company but yeah so they definitely have you know have done great things inspired by older games so that's cool i think everybody's getting this next one tetris effect connected yeah have, have you i was gonna ask uh, have you played this since you work so much in vr john like because it was a big vr thing right yeah uh no i never played this uh at all so that was on psvr and uh, i'm pretty sure it was on steam but um i never played it okay I, I just thought maybe since you worked at so many vr places before that maybe you had tasted some of it i mm. i know a lot about tetris effect just because uh mark mcdonald from uh eight four play he's like works on tetris effect so he's been selling it forever so i've heard him talk about it on that show many many times so i feel like i kind of know the game somewhat i'm glad that it's finally made it to switch so i can actually try it it's supposed to be really finally. cool um it's yeah it's it's neat i like the idea of like controlling like three things at once like i, I saw that like the three different tetris things and 
using like one block to go to it kind of reminds me of uh what was it tetris puyo where you'd flip between the two things and like have them like interact with each other with that's on sale too. Also, if you're trying to get into that, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm on board. It kind of sucks that it's coming out on the 8th of October, put it and just throw it on the pile with all the other fucking things that are coming out in October that I have to get like, all right. So we got uh, Metroid, we got the OLED, which I'm not going to buy, but Metroid well, it's like WarioWare, uh, Mario party, super monkey ball, like, ugh. Uh, was Guardians of the Galaxy. There's like all these games that are coming out like around that time period, and let's just throw Tetris Effect on there too. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys, could you make could you make October any worse for for games? Like, do we need other shit to just? I like the local multiplayer on it. Like, that's gonna be cool for my household because we haven't been able to do that with Tetris 99. Yeah, you can you can play it locally, and uh, yeah, cross platform multiplayer. Oh yeah, and as well. I've heard I've heard people say like, "Oh, it's only great in VR or whatever." It's like I don't care. I just want to play it because because <laughs> it looks cool, and, I, and they say it's like a surreal experience and all that stuff. So, I am on board, even though it's with all the other things that I that I want to get. So next, we moved into the the rapid fire montage that they always do, starting with the game Astroneer, which is an action adventure game. Uh, I thought it kind of looked like the guy. Uh, kind of cool. The characters I guess. kind of looked like, like Lego inspired. Not that it's a Lego game, but it looks looks like a Lego game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is coming out in 2022 in January. This is actually on my Steam wish list. It was like an early access game that I oh, thought about getting because yeah. it looked really cool when I first saw it announced. And uh, my friend Dan talked well of it, so I think it's something to keep it keep on my radar. It, it might be a game I like. Something in the something in the vein of uh, Subnautica. There's another one here that's actually totally in the vein of Subnautica, but that's <laughs> we'll we'll get to that one after this one. Um, Hundred Days Wine nice Wine Making Simulator. I don't know. That might be interesting. Yeah. I this thought is the the sequel, the, the bad ending of Garden Story. Character <laughs> yeah. <the> grape. <laughs> yeah, your grape gets <laughs> your grape turns into wine. Great, I like that. It's the <laughs> it's the uh, sequel to um <laughs> to, to Garden Story. I don't know. For some reason, I thought that maybe this would be one that I might buy for Jess or something. I thought she might be into it. The wi- a winemaker thing. Spoilers. She listens. I know she listens to this. Forget about it. Whenever it, it won't be out till the Better holiday. to spoil the game than to spoil the grapes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this next one. This is the one that kind of reminds me of Subnautica. Slime Rancher Plortable Edition. Not portable, <laughs> plortable, because the slimes make plorts, which you collect. I also bought... because I misspelled it in the outline. Well, no, I mean, it, 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 it probably auto-corrected it. I just, like, I just, it's because I misspelled it, too. And I was like, oh, wait, no, it's plortable because of the plorts. Hmm. But I bought this game just because I think it looks stupid, and I think I'll like it. Because I well, like, a lot of people love this game. Because I like stupid first-person shooter games, and I know it's not a first-person shooter. Like I said, it's it's more like it's much more like uh, like we were saying, like Subnautica, or like that um, what so Journey to the Savage Planet or whatever, which I bought and didn't finish, but kind of reminds me of that sort of thing where you like, yeah, it's like a farming game. It's like Harvest Moon, except it's first-person and it's super manic, mm-hmm. I guess, because <laughs> you because you have to run around and and collect like food to keep yourself alive and and the and the farm and all that. And 
I don't know. I heard I heard it's good and it's like it, a really chaotic farm. It was very it was very much like one of those like impulse buys for me where I was like, oh wait, I thought that looked really cool on the thing. Oh wait, it's out today. Whatever. I'm gonna fucking buy it for twenty five dollars, and that's what I did. Haven't played it yet because it sounded really complicated from what I saw of it, but that's it's why got I, a, it's got a yeah. really big fan base. I think it's a game that I think if they're already either there is a sequel or there's one on the way already on PC, but I've heard a lot of talk of this the last few years. Just kind of on the like fringes of indie gaming, I guess. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it's cool. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I watched a review of it that was from a while ago because it's been on Steam for a while, but it kind of, it looked like the type of game that would be in, in, you know, up my alley or whatever. So I went for it because it looks silly and it's a weird first person shooter with slimes in there that are not Dragon Quest slimes, but we could pretend. So there you go. <laughs> uh, One bear jack. I couldn't quite get exactly what it was. I mean, it looks like an isometric adventure game with the bear that's on the jack. I guess that's so pretty self-explanatory. Bear that chops down trees. I don't know. <laughs> it's we won't know until next year, if even then. So there it is. I mean, we don't have to say that much more about it. I guess more like bear it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Very cu- good. Curious Expedition Two. This is a sequel. Uh, it's it's like a historical RPG, turn-based RPG. I actually almost bought this one, too, <laughs> just because it looks silly. But uh, it came out today as well. Um, it's like 20 bucks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It had this like weird kind of like Carmen Sandiego RPG-ness to me. This is what it reminded me of, like because of the art, I guess, kind of reminded me of something that's like trying to be fun, but it's also historical. I don't know. It would It would be something I would just buy out of just pure... I don't know for science. I guess I just want to see what this weird game is like. But it I did, appreciated that. Yeah, there was a deep cut reference there in the trailer, where uh, the game is featuring historical figures, including a giant enemy crab. <laughs> <laughs> dig back to the, it was going way back three? to two thousand six. Yeah, um, whatever it was called, it was something too. Flip it over for maximum damage. Yeah, <laughs> Genjin two. I think it was Genjin two. That's what mm-hmm. it was. What that game was. So. Which I still ended up buying a PS3 later, and I don't regret it at all. It's a great system. I they do. just had this had a real rocky start. With I regret giant that you did because you're always going to be smug about it. <laughs> I mean, I waited years. <laughs> I waited past so many price drops before before I got to it. But it's worth I think it. I'm going to get this next one. This one looks great. Gang beasts. This looks like something like- that I thought you might like, John. You yeah, said I like sma- physics-based humor. Yeah, you mm-hmm. said Smash style. My first impression of it was that it was like a, I don't know, that it was like a beat 'em up. There was like a beat 'em up with like the Octodad, you know, uh, ragdoll controls or mm-hmm. whatever. That's what I that's what I gathered from it. But yeah, I don't know. They, they always showed like like static stages. Like they yeah. wasn't showing characters moving through the stages. So I thought that's what, that's what made me think it's more of a Smash style game. And, and they use like wrestling moves. They're not really like punching or doing like projectile attacks. They're grabbing each other and throwing them around, which it reminds I me of that human could be fall flat. Yes. Yeah. It looks like human fall flat. Uh, yeah. That one too. Like, same sort of yep. ragdoll mm-hmm. controls. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like I was saying, but the characters, they, even the design of the characters looks like human fall flat. Mm-hmm. Like fall guys. Right. Uh, doesn't that kind of have like a weird control? No, that, that's a little yeah. different. Like the fall guys it's look like beans, the, but human fall flat looks the, like it's got the physics of that though. Yeah. It has like a more realistic 
little big little big planet kind of feel into the physics. Yeah, I yeah, thought that was fall, the, guys. I thought that was the fun of it was that it doesn't really work right, and that's why some people hated it because it's not like tight controls. Which, speaking of wrestling stuff, by the way, as part of the multiplayer sale, uh, Wrestling Empire is on sale again for fifteen dollars. Saw that. Go get that game; it's great. I almost bought it. You should get it; it's awesome. I played it for like 30, I, I played it for like thirty hours. I put thirty hours into it, <laughs> and I only paid fifteen for it too. I'm just saying it's awesome. I love I love how it secretly has every wrestler ever in it. You just have to rename them; they're what their actual names are. And plus, he eventually stopped it. Like updating it right or oh he's yeah no I follow him on Twitter that dude's fucking a machine he's updated it like fifty times like it's I should play it again because he's added a bunch of shit in there that wasn't there before but yeah so to mention that plug that Wrestling Empire get it it's a great game it's on sale it's worth every penny there there was one more thing one more thing which was a game that had been announced before I remember seeing it but it was Eastward. And I was really excited when they said one more thing. I thought that meant when I started seeing it, like, oh, this is going to drop today because I definitely would have bought this today. I probably would have, too. Yeah, because it looks really nice. And uh, it's weird that it's like it didn't. It's not. It's like coming out next month. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. I, I did think it was going to be the one more thing. It's to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, Eastward's out now because I don't know. I, I got I sort of got somewhat of a Star Tropics vibe from it for some reason. But like looking better, like from what I saw, like the way the, mar- the characters move around. And I love Star Tropics, so. I mean, to me, it reminds, like me of, it reminds you of it looks like Trigger, Stardew sure. Valley to me, yeah. like Stardew Valley in a different universe. But it's like a, it's like an RPG, though. It's not a it's not a farming game. Mm. I don't think. I mean, it more it more reminded me of yeah, trying to sort of do Earthbound, but the way that what what was shown on there this time, I it reminded me a lot of. I don't know why it just reminded me of Star Tropics. I guess. This is some of the ways. I mean, it's also made by Chucklefish, so I might have had like a bias to seeing like the or not Chucklefish. Uh... I thought it was Chucklefish. Is it not? Yeah, is it it is, yeah, it's Chucklefish. Oh, never mind. Yeah. I'm getting that concerned. I'm getting that confused with concerned date. Never mind. No, you like Chucklefish, I thought. Because I they, do like Chucklefish. Yeah, because they're Stardew Valley, right? Or Stardew Valley produced that and also Warp That Roof. is right. Yeah. Concerned Ape is the creator. That's right. So yeah, I, I was on the right track. Never mind. Yeah, Concerned Ape's the actual creator who made Stardew Valley and then Chucklefish, they produced published it. the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. they published it. Yeah, so it was... They also um, published Wargroove. Yep, which you also bought that one. So mm-hmm. I figured just any Chucklefish game, you'll you'll just go ahead and get. But either way, it looks great. Um, It looks... uh, Yeah, it looks cool. Like, the sprites look very good. It has, has like, that... Uh, This is a RPG that has an incredible story. That's what I gathered from it. And it will, you know, stick with it till the end, or at least hopefully you will. I thought it was a great direct overall. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Yep. I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't think of a rating for it. I guess I. I bought like three games out of it, so I'll give it an eight. Give it an eight out of ten. I'll probably end up buying two games out of it, so I'll, I think I'm gonna slide it next to John at the seven line because it was. I mean, for being a shadow drop direct, all, damn near. I mean, what two days before. Oh yeah! Before it happened, and mm-hmm. for so many of those games to be available immediately, yeah, this was a good direct. The, there's a- the return of Jet Set Radio in some form or another, and finally getting Tetris Effect on this thing. Uh, yeah, that was all of it for me. The, I actually think I'm going to be playing Islanders for a while. 
Like that's a great value for five bucks. I think that's something you might even consider picking up at some point, John. For it's, five bucks. It's it, well, it's kind of like a. It, it's sort of like that game where you control the traffic lights that you like. That was real. Oh yeah, I did like kinda, the game. Kind of reminds me like that in the simplicity. There's a there's a part towards the end of of the Eastward trailer where the character is on this like platform that's like a metal platform that you can see through. And there's like a creature like going from side to side that you're fighting. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of the first, uh, the first, um, fuck, what's his name? Zoda? Oh my God. Why is this? Star Tropics. Zoda. Yeah. It, it reminds me of the first Zoda battle from Star Tropics. That's why it remember why it made me think of that so much. Cause you do like that thing with a metal, with like a metal grate thing that you can see through and the character does go from side to side and the way the monster look almost kind of looks like a Zoda's final form. So it really reminded me of Star Tropics. So I mean, that's why I would have I would have bought it if it was out today. We'll see, we'll see uh, what next month has in store. But yeah, I was I liked I liked what was on there, for the most part. Uh, why don't we do some rapid fire news stuff? Here is the news. I promise you, it's the news. I do want to talk about this one. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Three news. There's a. So Jenna Coleman from Doctor Who, who was the voice of one of the characters on Xenoblade Chronicles, which we mentioned before Melia. in a previous Melia, mm-hmm. which who was in the who was in the um, the future imperfect or whatever it's called in the remake one. Also, she during an interview she just kind of offhandedly said that that, that uh, Monolith was working on another Xenoblade, which. Which, of course, they are. I mean, they, I feel like they're always working on another Xenoblade. You know, they're like Nintendo. When yeah. they're done with one thing, they're doing another thing. And and actually, another thing, when I watched the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer again, it really fucking reminded me of Xenoblade 2. So, I mean, mm-hmm. and of course, Monolith, they make that shit. So, I mean, I, I'm for it. I love Xenoblade games, so do it. But it's everybody's, there seemed to be like this big, like... Um, avalanche of, of, of people like making rumors and stuff about Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and 3 after that and they're saying it's a sequel and it's going to be like the characters from the second one and they're carrying on and but it's set way in the future I don't know I'm here for it uh, whenever it gets announced I'm going to get back on Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and try to get it all the way through that even that game is like so long but so great at the same time and then, um, Chronicles X as well well Maybe not X, but two at least. I do want to get through two, because I did really like two. It, like I said, it's just long as shit. It's so long. It's on my list of RPGs that have extra stuff that I still want to beat. But yeah, I mean, it's you know, I feel like there's a Xenoblade Chronicles on there. It's got to be. When you were talking about how a game looked like a Lego game, uh, I just want to mm-hmm. mention Lego Marvel Super Heroes is probably the best Lego game there is, and it's coming to Switch. So. If anybody likes the Marvel universe at all, or likes Legos, that's like my favorite one. It was, it was it's somewhere between that one and uh, Lego Batman Two DC Superheroes. I think we're like the best Lego games that I play. Is I that play- the one where you're like the Avenger ship or whatever is up above? Yeah, the city, and you yeah. keep returning to that. Yeah, that I remember one, watching you play that. You that one was like- so much fun because what mm-hmm. I would what I would do is I so you start yeah you start on the um whatever it's called the shield helicarrier whatever it is. You start on that, and it's all like it's it's like what, what I was saying that Skyward Sword should be like when it's fun, like you can fly around from area to area and all that stuff, and it works really well. So you can just like you can like turn into Iron Man and just fly right off there, go down the clouds all the way down to the street of the city, 
and then fly all the way back up into the ship. What I would do is I would become the thing and just jump off of that and then just fall all the way down to the street without getting hit because the thing is sick and he doesn't get hit by it doesn't get hurt by anything. And it was so much fun to do that. And then I just run around and do uh do random side missions or just like fly around the city and it was so cool. Like that's why I love those two games is because they were the only ones that I felt had like really good like open world sandbox superhero stuff and I love games like that where I can fly around and do shit. What's the so, one I have the Lego City Heroes or whatever in the Lego City Undercover? Yeah, yeah, the Grand Theft Auto clone. Yeah, yeah that one that was, was okay, really but you couldn't fly. You couldn't fly around and do the stuff like you. That the big thing for me was flying. And you could do, and I feel like they never did it right again after that. Like Lego Marvel Super Heroes Two, which I bought for Switch, it just didn't. It didn't have that open world fun that the that uh, Batman Two and like and Marvel Super Heroes had. I'm just saying it's an awesome game. I platinum both of those. I don't platinum that many games, but I platinumed those games because they're so much fun to play. And all my guys are there. And the Fantastic Four were on there finally. They cut them out in the later ones, but. They were totally a part of the whole thing. They're in the story from the beginning, and it was fucking cool. So, yeah, the game is badass. And uh, Deadpool's in there, and he's super funny as well. Uh, there was some There was some uh, Horizon Chase Turbo, one of, one of my favorite racing games. Anyway, uh, the Horizon T- Chase Turbo, they hinted at a new uh, DLC thing. There, there, was one, there was one spot in the game that hasn't been filled yet, you know, like where they have a... where you buy the DLCs, if you go in the menu, it shows like three of them, and there's one that says "coming soon," and it was never filled. So that'll be that'll be what that is. I'm I'm into it because uh, I love that game. So I, I will pay. I paid like two dollars for the Summer Vibes one, and I'll buy another one. So whatever, I can play that game. It's great. When I was in, uh, I meant to, failed to mention this, but when I was in Abu Dhabi. When I was drunk one night, I just I fired up Horizon Chase Turbo so I could play the Abu the Abu Dhabi races in Abu Dhabi, just because mm-hmm. there's races in every country in that game, and it was pretty cool. <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, yeah. I've seen I've seen that thing," because you know, because the like uh, the the monuments or whatever like go go past you like while you're racing, and I'm like, "Hey, I saw that." It's <clears throat> and and everything is everything is sand, and you can kind of feel the heat of it and all that. That game's awesome. I know you already have it, Jeremy, but. Go back, I do. Go I back and play it some more. Much. It's great. I, I loved it. Anything else you want to talk about? Oh, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's talk about the Mario movie. Yeah, let's talk the about that. first bit of news about the Mario movie, which came from uh, comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. He was on Burt Treasure's podcast, and he just mentioned offhand that he's going to play Mario's boss in the Mario movie. And so that's pretty much all we know. We know and the boss's name is Spike. Um, he's that he's a character, believe. right? Which is supposed to yeah. be a reference to uh, Wrecking Crew, right? Like from to, Wrecking Crew. Yeah, Wrecking Crew. yeah which that gives me a little vote of confidence that they're Foreman Spike. doing such a deep cut there with, with Wrecking Crew in the movie. So maybe they're going in the right direction, you know, being. Maybe true it'll be to Mario, Mario pre Super Mario Brothers and. Be a more like terrestrial Mario. Well, I mean, maybe they'll maybe they're going to make it like more modern Mario. You know, like how how we need to have like five jobs to stay alive in the, in this country because mm. it's fucking hard to to make make money. <laughs> maybe they make it realistic Mario where he has to fucking Uber and like you know and deliver food and whatever else shit because you maybe know, much like the anime to, because nobody wants to pay their workers. Where he gets sucked in the TV, he just gets sucked to like a Twitch live stream. <laughs> I, I, yeah, not 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 that realistic, but I I, I do. What think, I wonder. I do okay, think so. It, I think it would be funny 
if he had two jobs, so if he's a plumber and also a construction worker, just because, you know, you don't get paid that much. And he's trying to, you know, he's trying to start a business on his own with Luigi or something like that. So we had this whole debate when uh, Mario Odyssey came out about what is Mario? Because suddenly he was paired with real people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> Mario's boss is in this movie now. Is Mario's boss like one of those real people? Is he like three feet taller than Mario with normal proportions? Or are we going to get, since we're having other people in this movie, uh, are they all like more shaped like Mario now? Um, I want to know. Is yeah. it going to be consistent to the logic that uh, <laughs> Odyssey set up? Yeah, where the where the new where the new Donkeyans are all like, uh, they look like normal Regular people, people, quote unquote, and Mario looks like he got warped in the Mushroom Kingdom or something like that. So this is he's this being made by the same people that made the Minions, Minions movies. Yeah, yep. And I don't think proportion proportions and sizes were that important in that. Like the, the characters were all over the place in size and shape. It seems like so. I mean, all the minions were the same size, but I think that's become more common in like, especially I, I watch see what my like nieces and nephews are watching on Netflix, and they love the CGI stuff. Like that's just like the cartoons nowadays. And yeah, it'll be like this little tiny character has a giant friend. I don't know. Like <laughs> you just don't think anything of it. They're, everybody's all different sizes, so maybe it won't be that weird. Maybe it'll just make sense in the context of how these films are. What made it weird in Odyssey was that everybody else was the same size, essentially. Except for Polly. Minor variation. Yeah, that's true. She was different. She she stood out. She was more, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, she was more cartoony also. So, but that's because she spent some time in the Donkey Kong world or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That that made her more cartoony, but. I think the new Donkeyans are the weird, the weird ones. I think they, I don't think they're humans in the traditional sense. They're They're like, they're like the giants of the of the world <laughs> we got some other movie news the movie free free guy has released this week and it's gotten pretty good reviews it's got know, like it's 87 really on rotten tomatoes something like that i think it's like 85 yeah. now i don't know i mean i don't know i don't care about this movie there <laughs> might be some good dumb viewing i don't have high yeah. hopes for it but i, I have no desire it. to see, it see it whatsoever eventually. i there, watched there... the first deadpool so I mean, Ryan Reynolds is okay. <laughs> it's not the third Deadpool. I watched though. Detective just, Pikachu. It's just like a yeah. I mean, I don't know. It. I do think. I do think that the like fake posters that they made are pretty cool. Have you seen those? Like the the video game inspired mm-hmm. ones. Like they did like a Street Fighter two one and a Mario sixty four one and a Minecraft one and an Animal Crossing one. Like that's, that's pretty cool. cool. Like they did ones that were inspired by different stuff. I just don't really care what what the life of an NPC is like. And we in, live in, in a, re- in a, a post Ready Player game. One like, world. Okay. Like I, I think I feel like that's already been done a million times. Isn't that what the Has Lego movie was? Pretty much the first one was about an what NPC. What was the one that was all first figuring person? Figuring out that they had that. that they had their own story. Hardcore Henry. Yeah, Hardcore Henry. But I, but have you seen the Lego movie? This is basically the plot yeah. of a Lego movie. True. Where he's boring, like not normal the, guy. Yeah. A boring normal guy ends up having fantastic adventure. Who's not the actual hero? Like they've done yeah, this so, billions of times. It's not really that. Also kind of like he's the like Truman a, Show. Well, the Truman Show. He was the main character, but I mean, but it's. I feel like I sort of remember the previous. So he's like, yeah. it starts with him being in a bank robbery, right? And he's just like, aren't we sick of being robbed all the time or whatever along those lines? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing previews for this back in the day, like last year. Yeah, thing back in the day. 
Yeah, I don't really care. I don't really care about the lives it's of, an, a real of, dumb an, name. of an NPC character. Yeah, I feel like they didn't have enough confidence for anybody to know what an NPC is, so they called it Free Guy, which is even well, they more mean like confusing. extra man. I think. Yeah, I think that's like an even older school term for like an extra life or an extra man. Yeah, I was yeah. called used to say. Guy. He would say free guy back I know, then. but it but it's supposed to be but it's supposed to be a character that's not the main character that becomes the main character. Mm-hmm. You know, which is I don't know. Because he's free, so it's a double on maybe not double entendre, but it has double meanings. I guess. I, I feel like the original idea before it was to call like call it NPC story or something like that, and people thought that that would be too confusing. But I feel like the the name free guy is even more confusing than calling mm-hmm. it NPC dude. Or my life as an NPC. Maybe they were just or this movie's a, incredibly Fall Guys boring. were really popular, <laughs> and people love Five Guys burgers. They're like, let's just call it something with guy. People <laughs> like that. <laughs> just put just put guy in there, guy. You know, yeah. do that, guy. Go for it. Let's confuse them into making them think that they're going to get a free hamburger. We're going to call it Free Guy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we talked enough about, about talked enough about that movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> speaking of another movie that uh, we're not excited to see, but. Yeah, we haven't even started talking about this movie, and we've talked about it enough. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is going to have Knuckles in it, and it will be played by Idris Elba. Wow. I do I do think that's, I mean, Idris Elba's pretty that's awesome. good choice. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the Suicide Squad movie yet, but I liked yep. it. I yeah. I loved uh, uh, Polka Dot Boy was my favorite, or Polka Dot Man. Also, our, also my boy Lloyd Kaufman is in the movie. So Yep, I, I saw that. him. Yeah. Else. Are you talking He's about a Suicide a Squad movie like that came out a few years ago, or is this something new? The one that came out last week. New one. Is it yeah, a movie or a TV series? It's a movie. It's a movie. It's on yeah, HBO. Came out last. I'm so confused. There's a new one. Stuff. There's a new movie directed by James Gunn of Troma fame. Okay. Who, and uh, he puts Lloyd Kaufman in all of his movies. There's also a Toxic Avenger The dude who did... Uh, yeah, and Juliet and Terra Firmer. Yeah. Among, among many others, he's done a lot of great movies. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. And like the specials and the Super and uh, what was it? Slither. That, that mm-hmm. one was really good too. He he does he does a lot of great movies. Go watch all of his movies. They're awesome. He did not direct Sonic the Hedgehog 2. No, no, he didn't. But Idris Elba's cool. I mean, his, he's been, I don't know. That's a good choice. Hopefully the second one will be better than the first I just hope that the Pumpkin Hill song is in there somewhere. <laughs> That's my first thought. Well, That's remember, why they hired him, because he auditioned with the Pumpkin Hill song, and he nailed it. <laughs> well, you remember the guy who wrote Pumpkin Hill, like, wrote a new song for Sonic Mania? Do you remember that? Or not for oh, Sonic yeah. Mania, but, like, in celebration of Sonic Mania being made? Get oh, that yeah. Get that guy in the movie. Have that guy write a song. Or, or yes. you know, or whatever. That's, I mean, that means... I mean, that's only fair. That's the world that we live in, where you can actually have people who you know like you can find the person who wrote pumpkin hill and they're not doing anything and you can have them work on your movie (laughs) you know that's like i feel like that's the basis for like every cw show is like let's find everybody who's been in anything ever and they'll be in our show if you watch any of them like the flash has the original fucking flash from the 90s in there and he's like a main character because why not if they're alive we can recast we can recast them as somebody on the show i mean even fucking mark hamill came back and played his character from the 90s flash show in the new Flash show, because that's the world we live in, and I love it. So, let's do that shit some more. <laughs> and Super Nintendo World is coming right around the corner to Universal Studios Hollywood. We know this because the merch is starting to show up. So, the items are now, now available uh, at the store at Universal Studios Hollywood. 
You can get uh, Mario plushie. You can get uh, Luigi and Mario hats. There's like a little Mario and Peach bag you can get. And yeah, go ahead and check it out if you live in that area. And uh, yeah, these items will be available for a limited time. So I think it's coming, what, 2023 or something is the opening of the, the theme park. Would have to be yeah, I was going to say, I'm wondering yeah. because they can't seem to keep the Japanese one open. You know, because the Delta variant and it's not really safe. But, you know, America, they would probably be quicker to open it because they don't care about whether their people live or die. They'd rather just make money off of their Nintendo World purchases. So it might could still happen here. You know, the land of money, not life. But, hey, there's some stuff you can get. Those plushies look cool. Those hats look like the ones that, like, well, looks like the one I got from. Nintendo Power or Club Nintendo, whatever. All right. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's the news that we got for this week. Um, Thanks everybody for listening to the episode. If you like hearing our voices, you can go to patreon.com slash Nintendo main podcast and listen to more episodes. We just recorded and finished our endings episode, which I thought turned out very well. Uh, Listen to it. I think I'm very proud of it. So, it's available right now. If you go there and donate a dollar, you can go straight to that episode. Just uh, do a search under EXP, and it will bring up, bring up all of the expansion pack episodes that we've done on there. There's, uh, I think with all the bonus ones, there's over 30. There might be almost over 40 by now. I don't know. But there's a lot of extra stuff there. You can listen to us. We have interviews with... Uh, we interview the guy from uh, Mortal Kombat. Also, the interview... Which uh, spawned our opening with um, Tim Kitzrow is on there as well from from NBA Jam. So lots of great stuff from back when there were live shows and other, you know, specific topic based stuff in there, which I think is great. And also you can check out uh, check out Jeremy and I at uh, Twitter at Nintendo underscore domain and at JMaxTech. Also, I've been, you know, streaming as much as I can on twitch.tv slash Nintendo main podcast. I guess since I'm not working this week anymore, I'll be back on Tuesday, on Thursday, probably doing some more golf ranked stuff. So check that out at uh, twitch.tv slash Nintendo main podcast. Also, uh, youtube.com slash Nintendo main podcast, all that stuff. You can find us there, but, uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Mikowski. I'm John Knitter. Yeah. What you make fun of my, of my pauses. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. See. Yeah. And we're at Pumpkin Hill, you ready? I ain't gon' let it get to me, I'm just gon' creep Down in Pumpkin Hill, I got to find my lost piece I know that it's here, I can sense it in my feet The great emerald's power allows me to feel I can't see a thing, but it's around somewhere I'm gonna hold my head, cause I have no fear This probably seems crazy, crazy, a graveyard theory Our ghosts try to approach me and got leery Ask him a question and he vanished in a second I'm walking through valleys, crying pumpkins in the alley Didn't seem happy, but they sure tried to get me 
Had to back him up with a fist metal crack him I'm hearing someone saying you a chicken don't be scared It had to be the wind cause nobody wasn't there I searched and I searched as I climbed up the wall And then I started to fly I went in deep Let it get to me I'm just gonna creep Down pumpkin hell I got to find my lost peace I know that it's here I sense it in my feet The great Emerald's power allows me to feel I can't see a thing but it's around somewhere I gotta hold my head I have no fear It probably seemed crazy crazy A graveyard theory A ghost try to approach me He got near This is Knuckles I fear it's none I'm going to take those pauses out too. Make it, make it, sound, make it sound right. Take all the pauses out. Make I it actually sound thought correct. of that immediately after I did it. I was like, you could just cut that all that space out. We'll see how I if feel. You I, cut the inflection out. You cannot. We'll see how I feel.